Welcome back to the Hack Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, a young deer bathed in blinding light, Jay. Joined as always is my co-host, a semi-truck hurtling towards them, Z. How are you doing today, Z? I'm doing alright. That's good. This poor deer. I guess. See the, you ever see the video? There's a bunch of videos going on on Instagram. More than usual, I think, of just like car accidents, or like deers getting de- destroyed by cars. Mm-hmm. There's one of a, of a plane landing gear going down, and it, and it hits a deer, and the deer like evaporates into yeah. like a spray of red mist. I'm like, ooh. They say we'd hit less deer if... We had more wolves. We shot... Oh, well, definitely if we have, But also if humans shot more of them. Basically, if something was preying on them. Scaring them out of the but roads. I guess that's kind of six of one, half dozen the other, right? Although, although in all honesty, right? I'm sure some people would take umbrage with this, but the deer probably would rather be shot than hit by a car, so... Yeah. Break, just you do it right. And then you don't die. Because that well, then, Yeah, and then people aren't getting hurt, so... Which, listen... That is more important, I guess. Yeah. Not even I guess. I, mean, they, I, I think it's more important. If the deer could drive cars, they'd hit you, too. They wouldn't care if they hit you. shit at it, dude. They can't drive. They, they, get, little, they get little hooves. <gasps> they get so scared. Or they would just, everyone would stop. Because <laughs> they would all get, oh, shit, he's got headlights. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit, that guy's got headlights. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> or they turn off their headlights and they get more accidents. Yeah. That's like a far side comic of just a bunch of deer. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go. Deer in cars who are stopped. Can't go I saw. I saw something similar today. Of it was like a little animation, but it was just a bunch of dogs in cars. And they're at a stoplight, and it's like changing colors. But it cuts the dog perspective, and it's all gray. <laughs> so it's just like see, oh. but that's why they're in different spots. No, but you, they can't see the light change I, in the comedy. They, in the animation, they couldn't see like the light change from like dark to bright. Oh well, that can't be. Not well, no, yeah, they would see it, but it's more fun if the dogs that's just sit there goofing. Yeah. They say, I, well, I've heard this at least. I don't know if anyone actually, I don't know if it's a really a they say as much as I've heard. But I've heard that. Well, someone's got to say it for you to hear right, it, don't right. you? That's true. I just, I'm saying, I don't know if there's real basis for this, but that because of Bambi, there's like a whole generation of people who don't want to hunt deer. I think we said this like two weeks ago. Probably, probably, I was going to say, at least I feel like this might have come up. I don't know if that's really true, but. That sounds true. It could be. Mm-hmm. Not in the lineage we talk about Bambi. Jesus Christ. I was going to say, was it because of Wish? Did we talk about Bambi? Yes. And it's like, yeah, man, but conservation and all i mean listen to the thing thing is for the most part the deer's gonna die anyway deer's gonna so die one way or another it's gonna starve or something it's gonna get ripped apart hard for the deer regardless so it's gonna eat a baby that happens dog. every year i mean there's a big population spike and then somehow they mellow back down somehow or another they all starve or freeze or something maybe nature something figured it out some some some, some something selecting them. them yeah i don't know i don't know what that can be hmm. yotes or bears or whatever are eating them bears eat anything I also did learn, I kind of thought this, but I learned for certain this week that uh, deer are opportunistic omnivores. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I've seen a ton of videos of them eating ducks and, like, baby birds ducks. and shit. Jesus. Yeah, there was one video I saw of, like, a, crazy. of like a deer by, like, a lake, yeah. and there's a bunch of ducks, and the deer puts its head down and grabs one and just up and down the wow. gullet. I always assumed it was more, like, uh, scavenging, I guess. They'll eat the velvet from their antlers, yeah, I know they too. do that, yeah. They'll, like, munch on that for protein. So, they're not really vegan, huh? Although I, I've always said this, there's very few animals, right? Relatively, that are truly yeah herbivore, herbivore that wouldn't get a little something, even like an insect or something. Sometimes, right? Yeah, just some pure protein. Even like cows or some shit. Probably eat like a bug. They probably eat more bugs than you think because all the grass. Right, right. right. They, so, they're just consuming bugs. It's, not, it's really kind of a human invention, ultimately. Yeah. No, but my my dog doesn't like meat. Those are deer cats. Your dog can do all right. The big thing is yeah, people who try to make their cats. That's they'll like get diabetes and shit. 
They will literally die. You know, you got to give the cat insulin, and then it's a whole whole rigmarole. That's and I think maybe you're you're worse. Like maybe you're over. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe this isn't doing as much good as you thought. Maybe the thing that maybe the thing that again, likes that's to a hunt, cat. The cat yeah. doesn't have a moral imperative to be vegan. Come on, more, more less than dogs. Cats are godless. Right. Most times. Well, yeah, cats are cats are godless. God, but I like cats though. You let the cat out, it will kill plenty of animals. I assure you. Yeah, it'll bring them this, to you. And this is a very real thing, actually, which is definitely an also thing we've brought up on the show. I think. But yeah, cats are responsible for like many extinctions every year. They kill, they kill most birds. They kill like billions of birds in like small rodents every year. I saw like f- like f- five or six species of bird in Hawaii went extinct last year, and I think a not insignificant part of it is cats. People wanted to be like, oh, white people in Hawaii, and it's like, yeah, I mean, there's obviously something to be said for all that, but that's not that's not why birds were going extinct this year. No, it's because of cats, which is like. It's not something people want to talk about. There's no political will, right? To kill all the cats. There's people to be like, there's people who see that and be like, oh, I'm sad about the birds. But then when you get down to the brass tacks of it, yeah, there's no political will for, let's round up all the stray and outside cats. And kill them. And or... probably kill them all, ultimately. Unfortunately. Sometimes we you... have to impose like a, like a fucking police state about <laughs> not letting your cats out. No outdoor cats anymore. We got, we send around the cat Gestapo. Like no, that's not gonna happen. So no. the or at least make them have those electric fence collars. Yeah, if you want to keep your cat that in your whole point, though. <laughs> well, I'm saying like the birds will learn not to go too yeah, close. So. so if the cat can't find them, if the cat has to stay where it is. The birds will just avoid it. You'd hope, yeah. but birds are you know they you got walk bird your brains. Cat if you want, your cat doesn't need to free roam and kill yeah. it. Hey, do a little cat lead. Put him on a lead. Whatever. Or de- or defang your cat. Take the teeth out of your cat. Can you do that? Well. Physically? Absolutely. Love decapitate cats. I don't know how they do it. They got, they got, yeah, but is that like actually good? Because like I see it a lot at my oh. job. I see dead rodents all the time. Because I, I know which houses have cats and stuff. Because you're like, ah, there it is. The little, little spikes with rodent heads on them. Yeah, basically. There's literally, it's like, there's like certain where it's like, I can count on this porch to have a dead mouse on it. Nine out of ten days. You yeah. know? <laughs> like, it's real fun when you, good it, lord. I had a cat that used Or to... sometimes just viscera. Oh, yeah. Like, just like kind of. I've had those. <laughs> Yeah, I've been there. It's the worst like part guts, is tiny little rodent intestines. The worst shit. part is when you're poking, like trying to get a dead rat out of your, or the mouse out of your driveway, and then a yellow jacket backs out of the half that it's been mm-hmm. open. I'm like, yeah, oh, now you're here, God. And I got the wasps. Fuck guys, the carnivorous wasps. God, I hate this. Some kind of dead birds, and I'm like, this is it. This is happening in real time. I'm witnessing it. They're killing a bunch of mice and birds because cats are godless killers. Like got no more grasshoppers. It's like, that's also a thing. Mm-hmm. Unrelated to cats, they don't eat grasshoppers. I bet they do. I bet the cat would eat a bug. I don't give a shit. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't, they don't, it's not as, as, as a tribute to them as the bird thing. Yeah. I feel like there used to be a lot more grasshoppers everywhere, but now because of cars, we're running all of them over and they just are gone. Oh, so that is on us. Yeah. yeah. Well, the cats are kind of on us too. We bring the, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of all comes back to. Although some people believe that cats are like, oh, they're, but they're cats. They're animals. They're wild. They belong outside. That's not how that works. There's too many of them to pull oh, yeah. outside. Well, they're, they were, they're invasive. There's nothing yeah. predating on them. There's no, especially when they're out. When if we had house tigers, tigers, if we were letting house tigers out, we'd have bigger problems. It'd be, it'd be like, well. Especially when they get to run back and live in a house. It's they're warm. cheating. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're doing the infinite money glitch. Yeah, they just get to go outside and kill everything and then go and live in the comfort of their home. Go, oh, what, a ti- what, a, what a tiring day it's been. <laughs> But they they don't actually have to. They're not really out there. They're not in the trenches like that. Not, they're not like a city cat. No, yeah. New York City cat. Awful and horrible, but God bless them, they're really putting the time. I guess so, yeah. Well, Oliver and Company shit right there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, those are, those are all dogs. Any cats Is that Oliver and Company? 
Oliver's a cool dog, isn't he? Oh, no, is he a cat? Is Oliver a cat? I think a dog's Ol- a dog. Yeah, Oliver's, Oliver's a cat. the orange cat, right? Isn't he an yeah, orange yeah, cat? Yeah, he's the orange cat. Yeah, okay. Is there yeah, a cat yeah. and all dogs go to heaven? Do the dogs go to heaven? Probably. Or does he go to hell? <laughs> I saw a tweet today that was like, it was like a dog like looking ominously out a window, and it was like, he just realized that all dogs go to heaven means his ops are there, too. <laughs> it's fun. Dogs having ops is fun. All right. Do you want to actually talk about something? I guess we gotta talk about what if season two we we could. What if season two? What if what if there was a season two? And there is. <laughs> All things need to continue. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we were right. We we're dead on it. Oliver is the little cat. He's the little orange He's cat. The little cat in Oliver and Company, and the dog is. There's the company. And why should he worry? He's the. Uh, is that the tagline of the film? It's a, it's a song. Oh. You know that song? No, I don't know that song. Why should I worry? I don't know it. Why should I? care probably i probably care because yeah they teach him how to be a dog you know cat <laughs> classic so what if season two um did we did we end up talking about it on the show or did we just talk about private but we knew that we, t- we talked about it on the okay. recap because we didn't oh, maybe it's when we watched the trailer, did we watch Some... the trailer? no we did then we talked about the recap last week yeah okay briefly we got nine more episodes after the uh like last season oh, excuse me and most of them are freshly new uh, episode four is just the one they didn't finish from last season. Mm-hmm. Oops, we didn't finish one. Uh, and then I think only the last like two or no, the middle one and then the final two are like continuations of like an actual story or any kind of actual storyline. Well, five is a continuation of the Captain Carter episode from last season, and then also tying into the whole Guardians of the Multiverse type thing. Um, but yeah, I guess you want to just kind of run down the list here. Yeah. So first one we have, what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? So this one is just if the Thanos, if Ronan killed Thanos and then destroyed everything he owned, and then Nebula got picked up by Nova Corps and joined them. It's like a detective one, kind of. It's a detective noir kind of style thing, which what? I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, like the, the whole thing is that Ronan comes to attack, but there's no Guardians, so they have to put up like a big planet barrier and keep everybody on lockdown for like 50 years or something, as long as the barrier works. Until Ronan decides to leave, and everyone starts freaking out because they're like a space society. So like, you'd think, well, they just gotta stay on a world like we do, but no, they like need like space shipments or it's whatever. It's dark. Yeah, they don't have the sun or whatever. But Nebula's like, good, she's like, good man. It turns out that Nova Prime kind of switches and she's like, well, Ronan's gonna win anyway, so I'll be on his side. And so then she's the last hope for uh, for Xandar. She is. She does a good job. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, you suck. You're whatever, Nova. You're a cyborg or whatever. We didn't think you would be good, but she is good. She's the best of them. She's the best of them. And we got, like, Korg's in this. Well, the big one's Howard the Duck. Yeah, Howard the Duck. But then, yeah, Korg and uh, Meeks or whatever. And then also Groot are all just present, too, for some reason, which doesn't really They're on make sense. Groot's on Nova Prime. I guess they're playing off of grouping on Nova Prime already from Guardians? Xandar? Xandar, yeah, sorry. Nova Prime's sorry. the woman. Right, all right. Forget that. Um... Yeah, I guess, I guess it depends on the timeline. But then why is Rocket not around? Well, that's what I was thinking. Because Drax is also there, so I'm like... Cool. Yeah, yeah, Drax is there. but And then no Star-Lord, so... I don't know. And Gamora's dead or something, or whatever? Yeah, I guess so. I don't think about it. But yeah, I think this one's cool. I like the, the, the detective noir kind of style to it. It's it's kind of Blade Runner, right? Yeah. Which, well, I guess Blade Runner is kind of like detective noir stuff. In the future. Of the past, of like the voiceover and whatnot. And also the flying car, though. It's it's pretty Blade Runner-y, yeah. I think. Um, oh, it opens with Yandu being dead. She gets the thing. Uh, although by the end, it's just like, well, she's just doing like a Yandu cosplay. I thought that was a little uninteresting. 
for her to just be like, well, I have the fin and the arrow and the coat. Okay. So you're just yonder? Yeah, yeah, I feel like she could have just, because she's already cybernetic, she could have just put the whatever's in that fin in her head. Yeah. She's like, well, we had some run-ins back in the day, and it's like, did you? You guys had run-ins? When? How long yeah. is this timeline? I don't know. How long is she in Nova Corps and then also Ronin attacks? That's all right. That's pretty fun, though. Um, This is ultim- ultimately not connected. Although most of these aren't. They're not like the last season where they all kind of tie in at the end, which I think is fine. I think it's good, actually. It's kind of the whole point, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think so. So I would hope so. I think this is fun. It's, this one's a bit like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like some of them are more based around, oh, I guess maybe what I'm saying is that in this season in particular, I feel like it's less so of like, what if we did one little change? Um, and a lot of them are just kind of, I don't know, they're more unique kind of premises. Which yeah. is, and then you just kind of build the what if around it. It's almost like they start with like, what's an idea? And then we'll just create a what if. Instead of starting with like a, what's a change we can make to a movie? Because there's no obvious change you make to the Guardians of the Galaxy movie to say, this all happened, right? Yeah, to make Nova, to make Nebula join Nova, and then also he kills Thanos or anything. That's fine. I think some one of the other cool things that this season in particular does, I think even more so than the first one, is it's drawing on a lot of stuff. Um, I, I mean, the other ones do that too, but I feel like in particular, it's like, it'll kind of combine a couple movies. Like with yeah. the next one here, right? So this is, it's called What If Peter Quill Attacked Earth? Um, but, which at first you're just like, oh, okay, so the, the basic premise is what if Peter Quill joined Ego right away? Yeah, if Yandu took him to Ego instead of not. Right, yeah. But then the kind of like, as it goes on, you're like, oh, this is like a, what if the Avengers had to form in the 80s, basically, right? Oh, because it's what if Peter Quill attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes? So it's like, if in the 80s, basically the Avengers had to form, what would that look like? And that's really kind of the meat and potatoes of it. Yeah, it's the most interesting fun. part, yeah. And our Avengers this time are, I, didn't, I, didn't, I totally forgot about, the most surprising one is Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, I don't know why it didn't occur to me either. Because when, when I saw this was one of the premises of the episodes, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I kind of feel like I had it pieced out. And then I was like, oh, of course, the Winter Soldier's around the whole time. Anything yeah. that happens, Winter Soldier can be. Yeah. From the time he falls off the train till Winter Soldier, till now. Yeah. He can be anything. <clears throat> uh, and then we have Hank Pym, obviously. We have Giant. Hank Pym and Bill Foster. And Bill Foster, that's his name. Giant Man. We have T'Chaka. We have first Cap- Captain Marvel, first Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, um, Marvel. Marvel, right? Uh, Who's which, pretending to be what's her name? Wendy Lawson. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, that was one I wouldn't have thought of either. But again, yeah. it's like, I, I like stuff like this. And then of course we have Thor, because yeah, Thor can just be Thor. Uh, Wasp is Wasp isn't here, right? Because she's dead. Yeah, he's gone. Or well, she's in the she's in the quantum realm with oh yeah, redacted actor. He's like, oh, God, I'm a single dad. I'm a single dad. Try my best. But I'm also a bi- the Still. biggest asshole around. I'm Hank Pym. I feel like Bucky, although I guess this, you could say this about the normal Avengers at any point, too, but Bucky feels kind of low, low low, power when you're compared to, well, we just have a Captain Marvel here. <laughs> Captain Marvel and a Black Panther. Although, it's, it's, I guess it's not really explained why. She just, she shouldn't really have Captain Marvel powers, should she? No. She just has. She just knows how to use the Kree technology. Okay, she's got Kree technology. She's not as good as, like, Carol Danvers. No, because it's not happened yet. Yeah, she hasn't blown up with the she ship. Blown up the Tesseract accidentally. So yeah, okay, all right. And then yeah, you do the. Although I do like when they do like past Avengers things, and we use Odin instead of Thor. But that's usually for like I guess distant past. Yeah, there's that one. What would it be? Avengers like one million BC or something. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> Odin's got me on there, and he's Odin. I think there is a Black Panther, but there's also like the Spirit of Vengeance because he's just kind of eternal. There's the Iron Fist, and there's the Sorcerer Supreme as well. Is that what it is? Yeah. So and then, are, and then really ancient guys. the Phoenix Force. Oh, yeah, naturally. 
Is that when they bang to make yeah. the door? Yeah. Yeah. That's when they bang to make the door. Um, there's a big element of, like, hope. Van Dyne is, like, the same age as Peter Quill, and they're like, oh, I guess we'll be friends. That's fun. And then maybe adopt him at the end, I guess. Yeah, and then they they make Bucky a real boy. I love that. I um, we, we talked about it before we start recording here, but I do think that this season, there's a lot, and maybe the last season was like this, I don't really exactly remember, but there's a lot of, like, Ultimately, these episodes all devolve into the same kind of like, all right, we're just doing some action. And I don't know. I, nothing against them, but I don't think the action is particularly interesting most of the time. Yeah. The, it's a very smooth art style, so I don't think it lends itself super well to action yeah. all the time. Yeah. I guess that's basically it. So, And especially, I, they don't always have a, you know, inevitably all these episodes devolve into like, well, we need some kind of army to beat the, the hell fight. out Although of I guess that's every Avengers movie thus far. Like, that's just kind yeah. of the MCU style of doing things, but. So, like, in this one, it's just a bunch of, like, ego rock people. I don't know. And that's kind of whatever. But then there's a, there's fun, like, character beats. I did, like, where uh, Bucky's there and he's being ordered by the KGB Hydra guys to be like, oh, just assassinate Peter Quill. That'll work. And then he's like, oh, I guess I won't because humanity. Howard, my friend Howard Stark told me not to. Which, that's pretty cool. That's a, I mean, I, I wouldn't have considered again until, like, it happens and you're like, oh. Well, if it happened like this, if these events happened, then yeah. Howard Stark and Peggy Carter, Peggy Carter would be like, that's Bucky. <laughs> that's our friend Bucky. Holy shit, we know that guy. We remember him from the war. So they would. And then they're like, come on, Sergeant Barnes, don't I'll do this. Don't murder me in a few years. How about? It is. And if he you could... doesn't. He's bringing about a better timeline. No Iron Man, I guess, because he doesn't learn his lesson. No, he never. Well, I guess he has to learn his lesson later, but this is one of the first lessons. It's like, oh, my parents are dead. What a lesson. I feel. <laughs> what a lesson. Well, hopefully I haven't learned any more of these. This sucks. That lesson is terrible. What the hell? Uh, but at the end, they're having a they have to go help Ego uh, fix all the plans that Ego fucked up. And they're like, I gotta go. And they're like, Hey, but we're all a team. Let's go be Avengers in space now, and we'll take the kids with us. Good, good. Thirty years early, and mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Good on them. It does bring up the question of like the Thor thing that I always say, which is like, what's 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 Thor's character development? Like? What's his lifespan? How, how does this all work for Thor? Because ultimately, for him, that this is a blink. The thirty years between then and the Avengers one, nothing, nothing. Doing. But he still has. But he hasn't had. He hasn't had the arc of Thor one. No, which wasn't. Which was significant to him. So, what are you gonna do though? When, yeah, for in terms of him, when his dad punished him for like put him in timeout for twenty minutes, he was like, "All right, fine. Yeah. I'll be. Not, I won't kill everybody. I see." Yeah, exactly. No time. He was on Earth for four days and was like, "Well, I, I think I'm all right. I think I'm fixed." Again, though, yeah, I guess you're not supposed to worry about. It. Yeah, don't it's think. The thing about I think about it. too much. I think. Perhaps. Whole life. Why is, Everything that's happened for Thor in the entirety of the MCU is, is like a blip. It's like been a, like a like a long weekend for Thor. Yeah, a very a very death filled weekend. Very impactful. I mean, what a profound influence it's had on his his life and his outlook. But yeah. and and in a span of him one weekend, his dad died, his brother died twice. He, he learned all kind of lessons. He's a much better person. He lost his eye, then he got his eye back, and then he went back in time and met his mom again, who also died. Heimdall died. He made a bunch of friends on Earth, but then they, most of them died. They, 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 two of them died, too. Uh, he got fat. He yeah, met a raccoon. It's, it's been everything. It's like, he got a new weapon from Peter Dinklage. Lots of, lots of stuff happened for Thor. Next one. I like this one. Happy Hogan saved Christmas. I like it, too. Uh, it's the same kind of thing, though. I think I think my same criticism will apply, which is... At the, the point where it's just... Everything would do a fight? It's just being a big fight. He's just smashing a bunch of Iron Legion guys, which is fine. But Thor, he becomes what's it called in this. Purple Hulk? It's a real thing, though, from the comics that Happy Hogan does. Oh, does he? Yeah, this isn't, like, fabricated for, oh. for the what if. Um, we mix in a bunch of fellas. It's, like, Darcy Lewis is in this, uh, which, 
what, what staying power she has for kind of a nothing character, huh? Yeah, she they really kept her around. Like, uh, what's his name? Justin Hammer's the villain of this, which it, that's quite nice. You know what the fun thing about this one is? It almost feels like this could just be within the mainline MCU. Yeah. There's not really a what if. There's not really a divergence here that's super obvious to us. Yeah, because it could at any point between any of the Avengers films. As long yeah, as this it, would be somewhere between, I guess, uh, Avengers 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, which X is uh, one of the Christmas. There's only been a couple, but whatever. Well, I guess, is it before or after S.H.I.E.L.D. fell? I guess Maria Hill's still S.H.I.E.L.D., so I guess... Before, Both before that, and after that, it does. I guess the time wasn't really working that way. So maybe that's the what if. But <laughs> what if we didn't do Captain America: Winter Soldier? Kind of, yeah. I guess. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Justin Hammer's good. I can't. I, I could look up how many of these people are the real people. <laughs> I know. I think this is really Sam Rockwell. I, it's got to be right. Yeah. I know Iron Man's not Iron Man, and I th- right, think right. Steve Rogers is Chris Evans. Karen Gillan was really in the last one. Jude Law. Was, oh, we didn't even talk about John Rod. He was just there. Right? Yeah. I get how he was. It felt like, I was like, how? Like what he's actually in these. Right. Well, what's he got to do? He just said next goal. He's not doing too much right now. Peter Serafinovich was. Buzz you. Uh, who we got for this? Jeffrey Red, obviously. Oh, that was Michael Douglas. Obviously, Haley Atwell's really in this. John Slattery? What the fuck? Oh, no. I was going to say he's any dead. He's not dead. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the guy who played. Thunderball Ross. Yeah. They're kind of similar looking, right? No, they do. They're white guys with mustaches. Yeah, they got the big kind of. And white hair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is Kurt Russell is really in it. That's crazy. It's true. Chris Hemsworth really does these. Lawrence Fishburne, Sebastian Stan. So they kind of got everyone for that last one. That that was the whole the whole crew. Kid and Caboodle. Like I know Elizabeth Olsen's and yeah, she shows up for like a minute. See, the thing is, they must find ways to like mix these in when they're doing other things. I don't think they make Elizabeth Olsen come down to like actually do it. But if they're like, well, we're filming whatever, you have to do ADR for fucking WandaVision or something. Or multiverse of madness. madness. Can you just say a couple lines for us? And they probably do it like that. I mean, some of these people they probably. I mean, when you have like a bigger role, like Chris Hemsworth, John Favreau here had to probably actually come do some. Yeah, because when's he gonna? How long? When's the last time he ate the artist? But then he's always hanging out at ILM, you know, doing some Mandalorian shit. And they're like, "All right, John, John, put on the toys for like ten seconds, like (laughs) a half hour. No, but play with a different toy. I'm I'm making season four. No, no, John, we have different toys. (gasps) Different toys. This is we Kobe Smulders actually in it. Yeah, it was Sam Rockwell. This is Mark Ruffalo. This is Mark Ruffalo, Jeremy Renner, and Chris Hemsworth. Did they even say anything? It might even be like re- reused like dialogue from the movies or some shit, right? They're probably, yeah, they don't they don't use a lot of they like Hawkeye says one line this episode and Mark Ruffalo says like three. Yeah. Okay, here's a question for you, Jack. Yeah, is it a Christmas episode? Uh, Centers around a Christmas party, but I mean, it could be any party, couldn't it? Is it because well, it's it, they're doing a diehard parody? So I think your yeah. diehard ruling has to apply. I, I you bastard, yeah, it does. Um, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of a diehard parody at first until he becomes uh, whatever this purple hawk, purple hawk guy. And then again, it's kind of just like mostly smashy. Do a punch all. Then they realize it's happy. Yeah, well, yeah. Then the Avengers return and they're like, oh, I guess we got to fight this big monster guy. And it's like, oh, she's me, Happy Hogan. Oh, oh it's crazy. So Justin Hammer takes the Hulkbuster armor. Uh, let's not bust this Hulk. I like how they're all in like holiday themed outfits. That's fun. It's true. They're wearing Halloween costumes, right? or not Halloween costumes. Hol- Christmas, Christmas costumes. costumes. Yeah, just Halloween, hol- holiday costumes. So that's fun. I don't know. I didn't love this one to be honest. I guess because I was just mostly just like I guess happy hijinks and then big fight at the end. Big fight. And like I said, I guess there's not really a big like the premise of this isn't super interesting to me. There's I feel like there's not much to it. Yeah. Again, there's not like a I don't know. It's just not deep. 
again, it's not really a what if anything changed. I think it's mostly just a what if this happened? We, we want an excuse to do a Christmas episode. Yeah, what if this happened? Yeah, we, <laughs> which yep. I guess is kind of this idea, but I don't know. I feel like there's a difference. Uh, the next one is what if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmasters, Grandmasters or whatever. Uh, this one's kind of fun. Again, this is the same thing. Which, uh, like I said, like I, I like how you know as thing goes on, you can kind of like reverse engineer these things together. So it's like, okay, what if Iron Man got stuck on the other side of the portal in Avengers One? Where would he go? And he ended up with the Grandmasters. Like, oh, that's interesting. I guess right. That kind of works. Yeah. Not a lot of less Gamora than I would expect. Seeing as how she becomes like well, a yeah, she's the one guardian who, of a multiverse. Yeah, she's the one who carries over for obvious reasons, I guess. But we also don't really see much of her like. I guess I don't remember where they find her. Don't they find her on Sakaar? But Iron Man's still with her, isn't she? Oh, yeah, he's, he's like with her at some point, but he's weird. Cause, whatever. Basically, <laughs> spoiling the the events of this episode, which he should get, he should go back home eventually. But whatever. Yeah. Why is she wearing like Thanos, Thanos armor? armor? She would. What did she become a conqueror afterwards, or what? She takes his double bladed helicopter sword. But did they get Jeff Goldblum? Is this really Jeff Goldblum? Oh, that's a good question. I think so. It sounds like Jeff Goldblum. Oh, and I don't know. That seems like some Jeff Goldblum. He's do. He's still do anything. He's a freaky little guy. Right. Yeah, it's a Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah we got Oh, it. God bless him. Is yeah. it really the Bucker lady? It's really Tessa, Tessa Thompson. Thompson. Really Josh Brolin, apparently. Oh, this is one line too, though. So well, he's used to that. That could just be a, also like stock footage or yeah, they just, they just bat, they Frankenstein a line together. Yeah, they just Frankenstein a couple lines together. He just says like "little one" and "proud" or something. Like, yeah, okay. That's all he said in the movie, anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. This is one. This one didn't interest me a ton either, to be honest with you. I also felt like this one wasn't super interesting. It's like, what if Iron Man was on Sakaar? So it was just like a. Um, I got the people of Sakaar thing, and then they do a race. We just do like a Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, what's it called? Sonic Team Racing. F Zone or whatever. What's that? F Zero. F Zero. Yeah. Never played F Zero. Me neither. Everybody loves like, oh, F Zero. We gotta get. It. I'm like, who's played that game? I don't know. It's like people. Well, it's like people who actually want like new Star Fox games. None of you actually played any Star Fox games. The last one was made in the I don't know previous century. Yeah, the last good one. Yeah, that's the one anybody wanted. There's, there was the one with that came I think on the Wii U that nobody played. Oh really? I think I don't know. See, I don't know. It's Again, like, nobody oh, played doing, it. We're doing Death Race, I guess, or something like a weird like Mad Max. Yeah, it's Mad Max ish. I guess. I don't know. Who knows? They melt the Grandmaster with his melting stick. Valkyrie has somewhat of a role, which I didn't expect. Well, you'd know that if you'd seen the Lego set, Jack, because she's in the Lego set. Is she? Well, Gamora's not, because Gamora was in the minifigure series, you see? It's all back. That's how they get you, you know? I want to get all of them, so they I never got that one. I meant to get it, if only for the Tony Stark and or the uh, the Watcher. Yeah. Is, I was upset that the Watcher came in. Because it's, it's like a big, it's the big Hulk suit, right? the Hulk Buster, like. Sakarian Sakarian. Hulkbuster thing, and it's like, yeah, it's kind of interesting. But because no one had seen this episode, we were all like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So, so they just didn't finish it in time, and they're like, yeah, who cares? Gamora still gets to be a guard in the multiverse no, for I guess some I have reason. To, I probably have to buy the Watcher on eBay or something. Yeah. And then they're like, you're king, Valkyrie. Classic move. It's a classic move, making yeah. Valkyrie king. <laughs> they <laughs> love doing they that. They love now. making her king. Um, And then she's like well and Gamora sneaks in and she's like oh I gotta take you to my father though Tony you don't get away and it's like oh no Tony no no they're gonna kill him there's a misdirect there's a cheeky misdirect by the watcher to us oh Jeffrey Wright you you scoundrel cause she really helps him kill her she wants him to help her kill Thanos not doing it and it's like oh that's cool uh then we get what if Captain Harder fought the Hydra Stomper this one I thought was really interesting this is uh basically what if we did 
Winter Soldier, but it was Winter Steve Soldier Rogers and the Hydra Stopper. Yeah. Obviously, Captain Carter is Captain America, and then instead of Bucky as the Winter Soldier, it's uh, Steve Rogers has been made into a same kind of thing, but in the Hydra Stopper suit. They, I thought that's interesting. They don't have Hulk in this Avengers. They have Wasp. Well, yeah, that was cool, right? Um, there was another difference, too. Uh, uh, I think it's the only one, besides Captain Carter. Which is a fun thing to just be like, oh, it's a vaguely different timeline, right? Like, it's yeah. not completely different. We still got Hawkeye. We still got Black Widow and Iron Man. And Thor and all Thor that. Yeah, I guess it's literally just Wasp is there. I wonder why that is. They don't really say It's why. like, who, which Wasp is that? I assume Hope and Dying? Be early, right? It would be. Maybe this but, is one where she shows up early. Yeah, I, mean, it, yeah, I mean, it could happen. So what if? So yeah, what if, man? Also, I think that could be a, just a cheeky nod because I know they wanted Wasp. Yeah, and, the, and or Ant Man to be in the first Avengers because they're in the they're the original team. Well, of course, yeah, they're founding members in the comics, and I think I think Joss Whedon was trying to get a man, and it just didn't work. Although, also, I think it was as early as Avengers one, they were trying. They might have even got Captain Marvel one, but I don't, obviously, oh they damn, they said that for like a couple movies though, because they almost got they almost put her in Avengers two as well. Wow, they just could not fit her in. But yeah, I think this is cool. I love the Winter Soldier, so I think this is fun. So it's a fun way to do it. You know, it's the only one that's a strict up, se- a straight up sequel to one from the previous uh, season. But I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, they they try to they, yeah, it's the Winter Soldier thing. They grit, they get him. He attacks the Shield Tower. He tries to kill Bucky, which is fun. Yeah, in this timeline, because Bucky didn't become the Winter Soldier, he's just around. He's an old guy, so he's just real old, and he's Secretary of State. Doesn't really work. He should be like ninety, but <laughs> nah, he's fine. They got Shield medicine. They'll make it's, him yeah, maybe not quite. No. No, you should be like a hundred. Yeah, you should be very, <laughs> yeah, very old. That's all right, though. Yeah, I guess he has shield medicine. Um, mm-hmm. I, they don't really get into the idea of like shield is infiltrated by Hydra in this one, though. No, so that's kind of weird because because they make the Hydra stump. Yeah, they do the KGB stuff. So they don't really do the Nazi. They don't do both angles. That's true. Actually, they they seem to lean more into the Red Room, the thing. Red Room KGB stuff, which is how the which is how Bucky is in the comics. Yeah. He isn't really like an instrument of Hydra. The Winter Soldier. So, in that way, they're kind of tying it back in. And then this allows them to tie it in with Black Widow and the Red Room from that and uh, Rachel Weiss and all that. So, that's kind of a fun way to do it. Again, like I said, I like this idea of like tying the stuff in, right? So, it's like, this is kind of Winter Soldier and then it's also elements from Black Widow and we use all that together. So, Black Widow was worth it, guys. You should have yeah. watched it. It's a good movie, man. There's nothing wrong with Black Widow. I like Black Widow. It's a movie, as a character. Good things. You know, I think it's cool when superheroes have guns, you know? Sometimes you just gotta shoot a guy. I think so. That's why Hawkeye's cool, too. You shoot a guy with a bow and arrow. That's why the Winter Soldier is like one of my favorites, because he's just like, what if the guy just had a bunch of guns? We shot you with a grenade launcher and blew your car up. That'd be pretty cool, you know? Can I just doing that? I like all the Black Widows chasing her. Like, of course, we have to do the melodramatic kind of ending to it all. He Iron Giants himself. And he kind of vanishes. He's not really gone, though, because... Bucky doesn't die at the end of Winter Soldier, right? He just kind of fades off, and then we have to do a civil war about it. Yeah. It'd be fun if they just continue this bit forever. Then, like, next next season, if they do another season, they just have to do, what if Captain Carter Civil War? <laughs> it's just because people getting so bothered by this. For some reason, Captain Carter's become, like, a real target of... Bad people. Of, yeah. I wonder why. What could cause this? Because we were, like... We were talking about this, right? And there's a degree of that, where it's, like, she, she gets a lot of play in these, yeah. and... Obviously, she was in, um, you know, Multiverse of Madness as well. And it's like, are they trying to make Captain Carter a thing? I know people, the one thing I've seen that I maybe slightly agree with is I think in Multiverse of Madness, this was like going around. People were like, 
Yeah, we have Sam Wilson, Captain America, and they've been using Captain Carter way more than using him, and he's actual cat, like he's mainline Captain America. But the thing is, uh, there's something to that, sure. Yeah. But then they'll use him in the mainline stories, right? That's true. That's the whole point, is that he's the mainline one for going forward, right? He's in in Captain America 4, she's just in What If, right? That's kind of the distinction, I feel. Yeah. That's true. I don't think it's a big deal. Because the thing I said to you, right, and I, I maintain this. She's just Captain America. She's not really doing anything above and beyond what he did. It's literally just, what if Captain America, but girl? But girl. If you replaced all them with him, it would not be any anything different. different or yeah. So, it's literally just, what if Captain America, but girl? This way, it's not, there's, so it, it's almost, if anything, it's just like, this isn't great or terrible, but it's it's kind of the, like, easiest decision they could make. Like, we, it's a new character. It's a it's a fun what if twist on a character, but it's not really new at all. They don't really have to do much of anything. Mm-hmm. They just kind of write her like they would Captain America. This way, though, you can just have that character, that archetype, present in all these episodes without having to be like come up with some reason why Captain America's there. Uh, the next one is what if uh, Corey reshaped reshape the world. Um, this one's cool because it is a whole new but again, it's the same kind of thing, which I feel like a lot of the episodes this season leaned more into, which was less of like. Again, picking one specific thing to change and more just like, eh, whatever. New premise for a thing. Yeah. Say what if. Because um, this one isn't related to really anything. I guess I guess the what if of it all is what if the what if the Tesseract landed elsewhere? Land on Earth. Or, yeah. It got, or, no, yeah. The, no, the Tesseract, if Ragnarok came early and, like, blew the Tesseract, up. the earliest we see the Tesseract is, I guess, the 40s, right? Right. But, uh, in that one, it's, it's, he hasn't a chance to hide it on Earth. I, yeah. At least I think Gear from the Watcher said, but it's like, no, Surtur shows up early, and then when he, he used, tries to use his Tesseract to defeat Surtur, and then it gets sent to Earth. Yeah, yeah. So I guess Ragnarok. Is, yeah, what if Ragnarok happened earlier, so it gets sent to Earth, and like, I guess it doesn't even really matter. Way back in the day, though. Yeah. Um. So then, Cordy is our main character in this, and she's a Mohawk. Mohawk. And it's just, it's all pretty self-contained. Yeah. It's like, she finds a different. There's a, you can go to a different world, like a, some kind of mirror dimension space thing. Yeah, at the bottom of this forbidden lake they have, and she accidentally goes there because she's escaping from Spanish conquistadors who have come to do well bad things. Because you know that's kind of how it goes. A bit generic, I thought. Yeah, actually, that is a bit of a cop out. Is what I really thought is that they didn't want to use Europeans. Yeah, well, which is conquistadors. Well, yeah, Spanish, I, mean, I guess, I mean, but English, English, yeah, just like English dudes, probably because they're in, they're doing long. Or they're not shit. even like it could be anything. It could have been Dutch, it could have been French, it could have been French. I think, but Spanish is like the the least sensical one for them to be because they're more south. Spanish yeah. are way south. Yeah, Mohawks are literally in New York, like near yeah, us. They, they're doing the long. They, they were in this region doing the longhouses. Um, conquistadors never came up that far. No, that's not what the English would have stopped them. Something they're about. But I guess it's, you know, what if? What if the Conquistadors... That should have been the real episode. What if the Conquistadors were in New York for whatever reason? I just feel like they're they're somehow... Well, because the Conquistadors have the imagery, I guess. Of being, like, particularly yeah. savage and, and awful. The cool... And the armor, I guess, though. Like, the, the imagery of it. The, yeah. Like, the aesthetics of it. They're, the, they're, like, the stereotypical colonizers, I guess, in a way that, like, a John Rolfe-looking dude from <laughs> Pocahontas wouldn't be. I yeah. Guess. So I suppose that's why they chose it, but... She's like, I gotta get back to uh, save my people from them, and then eventually she they do. Like, convince, she convinces all the rest of them to come with her too. Yeah, it's it, this whole episode is not in English until the very end. It's Doctor Strange when he shows up. Spoilers. The 
obviously all the Mohawk parts are in the Mohawk language, um, which is which is cool. You know, it's kind of like that um, Westworld episode. That one's not in Mohawk. That's in a different one, but it's a similar um, yes. Native American language. And then obviously all the conquistadors speak Spanish, and the Queen of Spain speaks Spanish, and all that. Yes. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. So Cordianus is as uh, portrayed by Devery Devery Jacobs. So she's one of the uh, kids, people, whatever, in um, Reservation Dogs. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And then she's actually going to be in, um, she's an Echo. Is she? Which comes out, like, t- next week. Tomorrow. Um, yeah. So that's kind of neat, right? Yeah, for sure. Because uh, someone asked if they're related. They're not. Her character in Echo has nothing to do with this this character. But... Yeah. This is a whole, whole cloth new character. Which is cool, though. I mean, it's a completely unique, like creation for the mcu which is not um completely unheard of but not not as major of a character few and far between um i mean yeah ultimately i guess it it remains to be seen how much play she's gonna get outside of like what if but it's still pretty cool yeah and then at the end obviously she she with all her new power with the tesseract obviously can make portals and teleport and run real fast and use all these spatial abilities and they just kind of like you know repel the colonizers and tell queen elizabeth to fuck off again i feel like this is clean because it's like Wow, we got those Spaniards. Have yeah. some balls. Kill a bunch of Englishmen with cannonballs or whatever. Also, kill King George. The, they blow up all the ships, and then what? They sink all these ships, and all these guys are refugees in your land. They well, they got portals. Them. Oh, they may, maybe they portal them through. Yeah, they shove them through some portals. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Well, they just kill them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just I mean, drown them yeah. in the ocean. Yeah, I guess so. Why not? But yeah, huh. so this this is pretty cool. Yeah. And then after Strange shows up and is like, "Oh, I need your help, Gore. You're part of a bigger universe." Come join the Multiverse Avengers, maybe. Uh, so the next one we got is, uh, what if Hela got the Ten Rings? Help find the yeah. Ten Rings? This one, I, th- I think, is pretty good. This is, yeah. this is probably one of my favorites, because I do think it has like a genuine premise to it, and some cool character stuff, and, and a bit of uniqueness. And again, it does the same thing where I'm like, oh, look, we've combined some things. Yeah, so this one's basically, what if Thor? What if they did Thor 1, but it was Hela instead was of Thor? Hela. And, and so of- it was... Being, thousands of years before mm-hmm. and instead of being worthy it's all about mercy because i was like you're too you like death too much but you should appreciate life so i only can use your helmet if uh, you have no mercy so she gets sent to ancient china which has of course our dear friend the mandarin and his he's already there fledgling he's the ten, ten rings that's not fledgling because they're pretty well established but right, he's got the ten rings and he's established the, the eponymous ten rings and yeah. ten rings ten rings ten rings ten rings and all that and then he like takes her with him. He's like, "You're interesting. I'll keep you around, Hella. Maybe we could work together." And they kind of like they kind of do a romantic thing, but it was probably just a a ploy. So she's like, "All right, where do I actually go? Could go to Nord- the Nordic lands where they still worship us and get away out of here." But before she gets there, she ends up in uh, Tao Lo. Tao Lo from Shang Chi, obviously as well. And they do the same kind of thing. They teach her all the things, and she learns. And her piece of shit, you know, it's a real spiritual thing for her. And she's like, oh, shit, maybe I can stop being so mean. Maybe I'm so mean because I want control. Because once I conquer everything, no one can tell me what to do anymore. And my so dad. I get to choose things for myself. Because Odin, Odin pick, picked all that. And they're like, oh, wow, okay. And then she grows. And then Odin shows up being like, you guys killed my daughter. We couldn't find her anymore. It's because she was hanging out in Palo. So but then. Different dimension. Her and the Mandarin team up to be like, nah, actually. You suck. They didn't kill me, but I don't like you. We're going to fight. We're going to have to beat you up. Which I think is fine. Yeah. Um, we've seen Odin's kind of a real piece of work in a lot of stuff. It's, it's, I think it's been pretty consistent. Yeah. 
he gets the nice sad old man death in like the in in, in Ragnarok there where he's like, oh guys, sorry, I'm sad. I love my sons. Anyway, here's your daughter. I didn't tell you about. I loved you guys. It's okay. And it's like, Odin, man, you were kind of the worst. <laughs> kind of kind of conquered everything. We're like a monster. That's right, though. But she has a big, you know, she learns mercy or whatever, so she gets her helmet back, and she has a big, she earns her powers moment. You get it. Yeah, she has a white suit. So then she gets to beat up Odin, and he's like, ah, you get to be king. So then she's like, all right, I'm, I'll dismantle your conquest with, I don't know, more conquest? I don't know how you dismantle conquest other than being like, sorry, we're not in charge anymore. We give you guys back. Bureaucracy, maybe? Yourselves. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but then they, the idea is that they then establish, her and when we establish a uh, multiverse. I don't know if it's really multiverse. Never, like but... a galactic empire, which, but it's a good one. It, just, it only spreads liberation. Uh, liberation through force. Yeah, basically. Well, sometimes you gotta liberate through force. Yeah. If there's some bad guys doing the oppressing, you gotta do the liberation. Yeah, so, uh, this whole, a lot, just like last season of What If, they can't take any opportunities to just kind of kill Thanos. Yeah, they I can. think it's fun. Yeah, so they did in the last season too. Remember? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like oh, last yeah. season. Oh, like last. I thought you. Okay, yeah. And like alternate leaves him in half, or like he just turns good. <laughs> He's a good guy. So this one, it's like they when we when hella roll up and are like, got you. <laughs> and in the time he's trying to. He's about to kill half of Gamora's planet and give her the knife and be like, Ah, you're on my team now. Yeah, well, perfectly balanced and all that. You. They don't do that, which I think is cool. Uh, so yeah, like I said, this is one of my favorite ones. I think. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Probably one of the best. More interesting in premise. Then we have What If the Avengers Assembled, assembled in 1602, which I found to be a bit of a disappointment. Um, yeah, this one kind of just felt like, how many of them can we cram into one? And then, like, look, they're all old-timey. And then Yeah, but not in an interesting way. Um, 1602, the actual comic books by Neil Gaiman. God bless him. God bless him. And he's, he's I mean, he's one of the best at what he does. Um, And it reflects that. I think 1602 is great. I don't think this is great. I don't think this has any of, like, the, I don't know. Charm? Charm. Uniqueness? I'm starting to think of the word for smartness. <laughs> what word am I Intelligence? Intelligence. Yeah, sure, we'll just say that. Not any of the intelligence, really, of 1602. Because um, the thing about 1602 is, like, it's 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 subtle. It's kind of reserved in a lot of ways. Um, for one thing, he it's explicitly only Silver Age characters, right? That's mm. part of his built-in constraint for that. So his self-imposed constraint for making 1602 was they're all six, which not necessarily a fair thing to um, apply to the MCU. I, I understand, but something to point out. Um, although I guess they mostly stick to that, anyways. I suppose. Oh no, Ant Man. Scott Lang, Ant Man is just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of just like, what if everyone was just here, old-timey. but mostly themselves, but they just kind of talked old timey more than anything. Yeah. I don't know. And then it's just like, look at Bucky and Ant Man are here. Why? Why are, are they, they part there? of the? Robin Hood esque things. You didn't put Hawkeye in here. Hawkeye's got a bow and arrow. He'd be great. He'd be more Robin Hood than Captain America. Um, and there, because in a big part of sixteen oh two is that most of them, really none of them are like superheroes. Like it's not really a concept that's happened yet. So there, there's not a lot of like costumed maniacs running around. It's mostly just people who kind of exist yeah. and have something weird about them. Whereas this is just like, what if I was in costume? But it's, it's also somehow like a, it's a universe where it's sixteen oh two England, but. Uh, Hello rules it. The Nords rule it. I guess, yeah. So they come, they go from France. One of the fun part about 1602 is that Queen Elizabeth is just there. No, she's hanging out. Yeah, yeah just Queen Elizabeth I is just uh, hanging out still. <laughs> Nick Fury just serves Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? He's, yeah. he's Queen Elizabeth's spy master. Like, it's fun. Instead, it's just like, oh, what if Hello was in charge? But Hello like, instantly Loki's dies. There? What? Okay. And then, yeah, but instantly dies. I don't know. Where's Peter Parker? 
Peter Parker. We can't use Peter Parker. Why can't you use Peter Parker? Because Sony won't let us. Little page boy. Little Nick Fury's little page boy. Who's in this? Little orphan boy that Nick Fury bought or whatever it happens in that book. <laughs> it's fun. Come on. And then, and then Nick and then Peter pa- Peter Parker. <laughs> he gets bit by a spider at the very end of the book. And That's you're like, fun. what's that going to be? Who knows? Is that anything? I think I know. Ooh. Read the 1602 sequel that Neil Gaiman didn't write. 1603. Sure that's great. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Uh, but yeah, so it's, what if, because Captain Carter's here. So they at the end of her episode, Scarlet Witch drags her in and is like, we need you to save us because our uh, universe, universe is, is unstable. It's, un- it's dying. Which is kind of the premise of 1602. They, they did actually keep that. Um, and also, a spoiler for 1602, the comic, but it's actually ultimately the same kind of conclusion because... The problem with that is that in 1602, it's it is Captain America. Yeah. He's there and he's not supposed to be, and that's what's causing it. Because it turns out he's the only one who's actually from the original timeline. Like the original timeline. Um, and the exp- explanation in 1602 is that him being there sets kind of jump starts it early. The Watchers like, oh, everything comes in waves, and like the Age of Heroes in this universe, it started early because Captain America, Captain America is here, and so the universe was like, I guess heroes now, I guess. As if it has some kind of will, no will or or design of some kind. It's like, but not so much will that like can't be easily swayed. It's like, oh, I guess we're doing it early. Okay, I don't care. I guess we'll do it early. So it's like we'll start all the all the golden age, the golden age of hero or the silver age at least will will happen early. And that's why it's like look at the Fantastic Four and the X Men and everything are starting um, in sixteen oh two instead of you know vaguely modern times like comic usually are vaguely seventies, vaguely eighties, vaguely nineties, vaguely two thousands, twenty tens. It's a sliding time scale. Okay, it's a it's a sliding compressed time scale. It's, it's it's getting, very specific. Okay? It's getting real compressed. It's getting so compressed. Don't worry about it. Um, so, yeah. Ultimately, the conclusion to this one, though, is just that the... Pegging and Steve can't be together. The Steve, well, yeah. So, the Steve Rogers that exists in this universe isn't actually... He, he's the one. I guess it's kind of a mystery, because you think that Petty, Peggy Carter is the one who's not supposed to be here. Yeah. But really, it's the Peter Parker. Or not the Peter Parker, but Steve Rogers, who's... He's like, he was from a, a different timeline where he was in the present, and he accidentally got sent back during Infinity War. Mm. Which doesn't bode well for that universe, huh? Although maybe they send him back at the very end. The, the exact moment that he came from kind of thing and fixes it. Yeah, probably some hand-waving nonsense. Well, because also Happy's in this and again, that's like nothing. Right? Was, he just says old-timey uh, insults to which Paul. Which is fun. But again, it's like, why? Why is Happy Hogan just here but he's just Happy Hogan but he's just a guy? But also, maybe he's also the Hulk thing in this one? Why? Where that? Where does that come from in this timeline? They reference Wakanda briefly. He has a vibranium sword. That's true. And Thor references Mjolnir, but he's like, "Oh, I don't have Mjolnir." It's like, "Oh, I guess we don't get to see that." Or Odin? I guess he's just gone or dead for some reason. I mean, I, I do enjoy the again the little subtle things throughout these episodes. Where it's like there is just weird tiny differences that are different that are not super relevant. Yeah. So I, I guess that is kind of fun, right? To be like, "What hell is in charge? Why?" Because in this timeline, she just is. She just is. Again, it's the same as like the Wasp thing. Like, yeah, Wasp is just there. It's not really important, but it's just a, just a fact of the thing. Um, so, yeah. I, like I said, ultimately, I was kind of disappointed by this. Although, I suppose, you know, given the track record of this show, it would be weird to, to truly expect some kind of weird cerebral Neil Gaiman thing <laughs> yeah. in this show. Just, I don't know. In a half hour thing. Yeah. So, it was probably going to be this the whole time. And then the last one's just the big culmination thing. Yeah, what if Stephen Strange, Sup- Strange Supreme intervened, where S- Strange uh, picks her up from 1602 and is like, hey, can you come help me out on my little area? And he reveals that, oh, hey, I've actually been collecting universe killers uh, in my in my little infinite sanctor- sanctum infinitum or something, whatever he calls it. Yeah. 
And he's like, oh, yeah, I need you to go find somebody on this one for me while I do something else. You'll know who it is when you see it. it turns out it's, whoa, it's Nahori. Whoa, it's crazy. And it's like, actually, you can't trust Strange. He's gone crazy. He's gonna he's trying to resurrect his universe to get his Christine back. And he's actually going to has this big thing called the Forge. Because it's always something like that. The Anvil, the Forge, some nonsense. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna feed all the high, all like the enter, all the high-powered villains to him, and he's collecting heroes as well. We don't see these heroes, mind you. There's only two. It's pretty much, yeah. It's just Captain Carter and Cordy. Cordy, but you know we have to assume that they've already died. Who knows? So she lets Captain Carter just lets them all out. Uh, they do a big kind of like prison riot, and Strange almost wins, and then he doesn't win, and then he kind of gets what he wants, but at a terrible price. This whole one's just a big fight. Yeah, this is the kind of the yeah, this is the epitome of it all because it's just a big fight, pretty much as an episode. Um, so all those complaints kind of hold <laughs> and I amplified, right? And there's nothing to like. There's a lot of implied levels of power, but there's so they're on such a scale that you can't portray them feasibly. And any- kind of run it up real quick because it starts with it's just oh, Cahorty and Cap and Cordy's pretty good from the jump, but then it's like over the course of the episode, they quickly accrue like the Infinity Stone suit from. Last season, Killmonger. Yeah, from Killmonger from last season. And that one seems pretty... I thought it was kind of a dumb scene, because it's like, oh, I just zap him out of it. It's like, well, he also has a power stone. He's a, or a space stone right there. Why does that... But whatever. So then she has that, and then it's like, we get Mjolnir, and we get a sword, and we get Hela's helmet, and we get all kinds of stuff. Until, here we get um, something else. The Ten Rings. Ten Rings, yeah. Until it's just like, oh, I'm decked out like the way, the most way that a character. <laughs> Marvel character possibly could yeah, be, basically. I got all the strongest weapons. A random, like, Worldbreaker Hulk gives her, like, some sword he's got, whatever that is. Yeah, and then they just fight Demon Supreme with all beat his... up, yeah, Demon Strange Supreme. Um, and then he dies. And then it's like, oh, but look at I fixed the universe anyways. The Watcher's like, isn't that cool? And it's like, yeah, I guess. But he'll never be born. He couldn't live to see his own creation. Um, I said to you that I think it's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, and th- this is the pitfall with multiverse stuff that's been kind of I think people have been wary of and is becoming more and more apparent, which is like, if you establish that there's infinite universes, why do I care about any one of them? Yeah. Right? Including this one. It's like, yeah, it's strange that Doctor Strange killed his universe or whatever, but why do I care? Because you've kind of established that there's infinite ones that exist. Is it because she's, like, this one in particular gets to live? I guess. Well, yeah. but why, again, why is that more important to me, ultimately? If you think too hard about it, it's like, yeah, this... Applies to all of them. This this whole thing is weird. It makes I don't know. I feel like they did it way better, especially for Strange in his own multi in the multiverse of madness, where it's like no matter what, you can't be with Christine, and that's this whole thing is like you have to accept that no matter what, you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. That's a way better use of the multiverse because it's like yeah, even the, even if there's infinity, this some things there's always happen. Yeah, there's still certain constraints on it. Yeah, which make which is a way better use because it can help a character actually grow when they are forced to so again, and it's like well they rebuild they, the, this universe has been reborn but without him in it and it's like so does that mean they had to start from scratch like is there a thing of like oh i'm christine and i used to remember that doctor strange and then this happened and he's gone or there's just no doctor strange ever there was never a doctor strange in this universe well i guess because she would predate him right she dies in the car wreck and that's yeah what, so it's, did she just wake up one day and be like i'm fine but my buddy steven is gone or no i, I don't think does they, she just, did he never exist? He never exists. But then what's the point of this? Because that's not really the, the universe he left, is it? It's not the person he knew. Yeah. 
That's weird. Again, why is it any different than any number of infinite ones that he wasn't a part of at all? Yeah. Right? They never meet in, yeah. Arbitrary or, I don't know, convoluted. It meant meant a lot to him. Yeah. Why couldn't he just pick a different one that's almost identical to his own? Do the Rick and Morty thing. Find one where you're dead and and she's alive. And then it's a win-win. Yeah. Don't find the one where Hitler cures cancer, though. Don't think about that one. No. Go to the infinite strange curve or whatever. Infinite finite strange curve. That's the one they should they should do the what if the the Doctor Strange the Wish comic that involves Hitler and cancer. Does it really? Yeah, I'm yeah. not familiar with this. Wong gets cancer. Oh, this is back when Wong was just was just his sidekick, like very much just his like sidekick assistant guy. Yeah, not like he's in the MCU where he's cool. Sorcerer Supreme himself now. Um, and it's like so Wong's there and he's got cancer and he's like I'll know what I'll do I'll go find can- the cure for cancer and he like you know does a suitably Doctor Strange thing where he fights like the biggest monster and goes to the deepest most dangerous hell. realm and the de- yeah the, and he finds the most arcane esoteric knowledge and he goes into it and he and he kills a god and he has like this tiny little drop of a vial of, of cure for cancer but then a magical assassin shows up to kill him for it <laughs> um, and he shoots him with Hitler's gun and he's like this is enough bad <laughs> bad energy on it to get through all of Doctor Strange's magic defenses because normally Doctor Strange wouldn't be defeated by a gun. gun. <laughs> so what if it's Hitler's? What if, if it's Hitler's gun? It's so evil it'll just get you. What about Joseph Stalin's gun? Is that a better gun? Um. What about, well, what he about... didn't kill himself with it, right? Oh, I guess I guess that's true. I, I guess he would use that gun. Yeah, I don't know if I'm sure Stalin had guns, but did he really do anything with it? I guess I guess I just thought because Hitler held it, the right. evil his evil. I think it's evil because he used it to kill, kill himself. Him himself. Wouldn't it make it a, a, an ultimate? It's like it's. It's a real build a statue to the guy who killed Hitler situation. Isn't it just? Because, like, well, isn't that the best gun? It's the gun who killed Hitler, but then it was Hitler's gun. That's that's all in the first issue, and then it's about, like, the... He has to... That's They, they took a lot of stuff, actually, from that for the first Doctor Strange movie. Because he does... He has to astral project and then do surgery on himself. Oh. Or, like... Get the, get the Hitler's bullet out. To get the Hitler's bullet out, yeah, exactly. Wow. So that's when the night nurse is introduced. It's all fun. Um, but, yeah. So, Hitler cancer. Look at that. Tied right Look in. at that. We tied it right back in. Seamlessly. Seamlessly. So, and then it's like, oh, we'll do more what ifs, Captain Carter. So it seems like they're really making her into like the whole the champion thing. of the what if, which is fine. Like I was just saying, it's she's just <laughs> Captain just, America. Yeah, just Captain America. There's stuff. really not much to it. Like it's, I, I saw some be some some you know criticism of the series being like ah woke because of course of course go woke go broke. They all need to fit a woke agenda first, and then it's like, whatever. Man. Um, one of the things I did say is. Is people being like, oh, why didn't they do more, like, straightforward what-ifs? Wouldn't these be better? Um, and it was like, what if Hawkeye died on Vormir, not Black Widow? Or, like, what if Iron Man fought Wenwu? Now, that one's cool. That one I'd like, right? What if Iron Man fought the Mandarin? Obviously, the Mandarin? That's a pretty good, straightforward one. I think that one could be fun. Um, I don't know what the other one was. But, in general, it's like, do you really think... Oh, it was... Oh, wait. Shit, I had it. I don't know. Um... Yeah, a lot of these were like, it's like, dude, is there really anything to that? I mean, something like, what if Hawkeye didn't die? Or what if Hawkeye died instead of Black Widow? Yeah, what if? His family would be sad. Then his family would be really fucking sad. That we, it would be a whole episode about how the Hawkeye show didn't happen. Okay, Bishop's like, man, if only there was something to shoot arrows with. What, would Hawkeye get the prequel movie instead? God. Would Black Widow get the spinoff show instead? What I mean, what, what do you what, mean, what if? Would any of the events of Avengers Endgame proceed? Just, you can kind of swap one for the other? <laughs> But again, yeah, Hawkeye's family's sad because that's kind of well. The they're whole... also still dead. They're still dead well, up no, until they, they bring, bring him back. back. Yeah, well, they would bring him back. There's a point in time where they're all just dead. <laughs> be like, 
Yeah, man. Sorry, I let your dad kill himself. Sorry. Even though I really, I think it was I like sh- obviously the only way that was gonna go. Come on, I know people. I think we've talked about this. Yeah. Probably way back maybe when we talked about Black Widow, people would be like, I hate, Haw-. or maybe Hawkeye. It would be Hawkeye. Yeah. If you're like, I hate Black Widow. Why didn't they? Or I hate Hawkeye. Why didn't they say Black Widow? It's like, what are you guys talking about? It's obvious. It's it to me. It's pretty crystal clear narratively why. Hawkeye lives. My Hawkeye lives and Black Widow doesn't. That's yeah. the much more interesting decision to make story-wise. But so. And it's like, that's not, again, that's not really a premise for an episode either, though. Well, because we were like, the the the, per, the premise that this person was going for was like, clearly the reason for that is that they're worried that uh, people would like their the, the other versions better. Okay. Yeah. Are they really that so worried after really, the movie made a $2 billion? Right. Shake on the boots. Like, what? Oh, actually, I I don't like the MCU now because I wish the Black Widow living version was real. Whatever, man. <laughs> Let's go watch the movies before Endgame, I guess. That's like nothing. Yeah. You're describing a nothing thing. <laughs> Something to that. You're just saying a word. I wish this character wasn't dead. Okay, man. So that's where all it is. Yeah. And what if it? Hawkeye died on for me? Yeah, what if, man? Again, it's like... I'd rather do the events of Avengers Endgame, but you, you swap the two of them? Like, yeah. What? But they're all a little less sad because, like, they're not having sex with Hawkeye. Also, Hawkeye was the was the moral of the whole the, the moral core of the whole team. They established this a couple times. Yeah, the whole all of all of Ultron is about him being the center. They needed him. The Endgame starts with his. Oh, fa- what if, the other one was? What if Quicksilver lived? That's another one that's like. There's nothing to that, is there? Am I crazy? No. Then Hawk. Then Quicksilver would be at the rest of the movies. He was never going to be like a world beater. He's, Wanda's obviously the much more important one, unless you swap them, right? If you say, what if Pietro di- lived instead of Wanda? Wanda? What if Pietro lived instead of Hawkeye and that kid? They, those, that Hawkeye and that kid just got machine gun <laughs> instead? Uh, okay, again, Hawkeye's family's real sad. <laughs> really, everyone, no one likes Hawkeye's family, I guess. Right? Like, or it's what just if like, Hawkeye got smushed <laughs> by, a, by, a, by the big like Leviathan that got eaten? His family's sad? It's like, I don't know, man. I guess Quicksilver would be around along for the ride. He'd be at he'd be at Civil War and be like, I'm well I'm not one of this team. I don't want this team clearly. And then he'd be at Infinity War and he'd be like, Well, I'm here fighting the guys. I'm running real fast and punching him, you see? And then it's like and then he, and maybe he, he gets dusted. Game, he probably gets dusted and then he's at endgame and he's like I'm here guys. I punched a bunch of guys, man. I I ran fast and punched more guys. Woo, Ooh. that's what I do. And he gets one shot against Thanos and Thanos breaks his breaks him in half. <laughs> breaks his <laughs> legs and he can't run ever again. Cuts his legs off and he's just the infinity stones to make it permanent. Yeah, well, uh, again, what if, man? Yeah. An uninteresting. What if? What if we kept all the bad characters? What if Taskmaster was the best villain? <laughs> what if? Uh, what if? Uh, what if Taskmaster was cool this time? Okay. Yeah. I guess Black Widow's a little better, maybe. Who knows? But yeah, I don't think that their Marvel did do those because they were worried that if they did that, people would like their movies less or whatever convoluted reason for that. Yeah. And they just did it because it was sound bad. <laughs> Yeah, not interesting as premises, really. Yeah, I think it's more easy to do uh, cool things. Yeah. Again, I didn't love all of these, but... Uh, Much better than any ones these motherfuckers coming up well, with. Well, yeah, those are, those are some boring as shit. That's why these guys... That's like a lot of things. This is why you don't write it. This is why you're not a writer. That's why I don't pay you to write these things. So, do you have a favorite of these? Um, Maybe Kahori. I like to like, speaking of Mohawk the whole time, and they're like, oh, look, we're just having fun in the other world. Yeah, and it truly is the most unique... One, I think. Yeah, and then I, maybe the Hello one next. I'd probably yeah, I like, I like the Hello one. I like Shang Chi. Oh. I actually quite like the Captain Carter's uh, Winter Soldier kind of one. Um, oh, it's a bit like, it's a bit dour. 
Well, yeah. It just has to hit all the beats too easily of like, oh, we can't be happy. It's like, yeah, probably yet, I guess. So yeah. what if season four or whatever right. the fuck? They'll get there eventually. What if they were happy? And it's like, I gotta disappear at the end because of events. Of the, and so then you can do the thing where Blackwood is like, we, we're gonna find him. It's like, yeah, I've seen I've seen the Winter Soldier. I get it. Uh, but yeah, that one's pretty good. The Cordy one's good and the Hollow one's good. Those are probably my favorites too. Again, the 1602 is a bit of a letdown. Yeah, but you can't. They couldn't get Neil Gaiman to write the episode. That's true. One, I'll just, you know what? I've just got 1602. I'll just read that, I guess. Yeah, excellent. Just read the thing you like. That'll work. Uh, Uh, Got anything else to say? What do we think about what if season two as a whole? Yay or nay? Eh, I'd say probably on all, I'd give it a yay. Um, Are we getting season three? Do we know? Let's see. Real quick. Yeah, excellent. In general, though, I guess I could kind of take or leave this show. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. I had a friend, my one of my friends who was watching it wasn't crazy about it. He didn't like some of the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit big. It makes sense. It says it gets a bit a little too marvelly. Uh, it looks like it. Wait. Oh, the third season of What If was announced in July of twenty two. So I did they when they announced that they were doing the second season, they announced that the third one was in production. So yeah, they were they were doing through season two or through season three at least. Oh, oh look yeah. at this is fun. We got another one of these. <laughs> An episode centered around Red Guardian and Winter Soldier was originally conceptualized as part of season two. However, it was ultimately delayed to season three. Nice, perfect. We do, we do that every time. Just not finish. We're gonna start with ten episodes and inevitably end up with nine. It's funny. Or is next episode or next season gonna have eleven? Oh, all ten and but, another. But then four would only have eight. They got even out eventually. No, if it was ten, would it be, would be even. That would be even. You're right. There would be That's seven. The be seven in season four. Uh, yeah. Although, or do they need another another one? Oh wait, that doesn't make sense either. Yeah. Oh no, wait. No, because yeah, they have. So season one would have ten if it had the Gamora one, and then it doesn't. But if you took the Gamora one out of season two, it would, two, have eight. It would only have eight. So yeah, there's another another <laughs> madness. Too many. Why would they run it like that? Just make Blade good. What if Blade was good? <laughs> what if we made Blade good? It's just an hour and a half of an animated Blade movie. <laughs> well made. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. But yeah, I mean, in general, I enjoy this, but it is hard to not feel like, well, this isn't, you know, it's it's on its own. It's not really related to anything. Most of the episodes aren't even related to each other. It's just fun. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be too worried about the fact that it's not, you know, overly connected to the MCU. Yeah. But we still are. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's one of the better Marvel shows, ultimately. Oh, yeah. Especially with the year, last couple of years you've had. It's true. I mean, it was the best... But it, it was one of the best, well, I guess it was in the top three. <laughs> top three Marvel shows of last year, you know. Yeah. Probably, 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 you can out spot two. <laughs> Just barely. Oh. By the skin of its teeth. But yeah, I, I mean, it's fun, but it's not really, I don't know, it's just not really mind-blowing, I guess. That's what it comes down to, but. Yeah. What if? What if? All right, well, then we could probably, I could tag out of that into uh, Pushy Jackson. Uh, we were going to cover episodes two, three, and four, right? Because we didn't cover... Did we not even get to two? No, you didn't finish two last time. Yeah, but that was like weeks ago. Yeah, we never got to it. Well, two, three, and four. Two, three, and four. Uh, I became Supreme Lord of the Bathroom. We visit Garden Gnome and Porium, and I plunged to my death. We said last time, all chapter titles in the book. Which is fun. Fun time. Uh, so, yeah, so episode two is just him at camp. Just camp shenanigans. He's trying to be cool enough to be claimed by his dad. His dad. Whoever could that be? Boo, I don't know. Boo. Who knows? 
it's never really a mystery, is it? I think it, actually, I think she tells him in the last episode. I can't remember how. Yeah, I think she tells him it's Poseidon. And he freaks. He's like, "You're crazy. That's insane." Is it? I think so. Or maybe I'm just. Or maybe she implies it heavily. Even in the books, though, it's like, well, water. The, the <laughs> all the uh, symbols for all this is is tridents. <laughs> I think I get it. I'm if you have any past knowledge of Greek mythology, you're like, well. I like all the blue things. Mm. Hmm. Water. I'm very good at water. Hmm. Hmm. All the horses like me. Hmm. But it basically, it culminates in the, because um, Luke's helping him the whole time. It's a bit of a montage of like, am I good at archery? Oh, no. Am I good at art or whatever the heck? Oh, no. oh, Can I forge? No. Uh, so it culminates in the, uh, what's it called? Capture the Flag game, which is a big part of the book. Um... We get further introduction to Annabeth here, and she's like the strategist, obviously, is a daughter of Athena. You know, we get lots of little lore sprinkled throughout. And, and we get Cassie, Cassie with the or Cassandra, whichever the daughter of Ares is that oh. doesn't like him. Clarabeth? Clara. I think it's the Clarabeth or something. Clarice? Some, Clarice. Clarice. Clarabeth's not a name. <laughs> That's the ship name. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's got to be the Annabeth Clarice ship name. I've just done there. Damn it. Oh! <gasps> Um, like ten tomboy pledges that exist just for that. I imagined her being more tomboyish always. Also, I mean, this is nothing against you, but I feel like she's she's definitely white, right? In the book, yeah, yeah, probably. And I, I guess there's not like I mean, there's a lot of obviously of of that going around in the show, but something about Clarice in particular. Maybe it's because I feel like in the book she's kind of racist. <laughs> yeah, she's like me. Does she have like racist vibes? <laughs> I can't. Remember. Maybe I'm putting too much on her to say that she's a. Ra- she's really, and it's one of those things where she ends up not being that bad i think i'm basing that off of that fact in the second book she has a crew right she's got that ship and it's crewed by confederate soldiers yes that's right it's crewed by like the dead souls of confederate soldiers so that's kind of weird right and, like nazis yeah she's got like a bunch of fuck guys. surely there's not actually nazis in the book i don't maybe, i mean i don't know maybe i think it's mostly confederate the time i, I sailed with nazis that, that'd be a title he'd write <laughs> i think it's just the confederate soldiers that's right just a step under that's probably the, that's probably one of the chapters about confederate soldiers so uh, not close enough for me to grab. <laughs> well, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, books. I could have told you that. Oh. Uh, but whatever. Maybe I'm putting too much on Clarice there. Maybe I cut her some slack. Maybe she's not racist. <laughs> Again, it's one of those things where by the end of the series, and especially, it's like, oh no, you're pretty cool. She doesn't die, does she? Uh, what in like the war? I don't think so. I think she's cool. I know that. that son- I was thinking about. It. I remember that son of Hephaestus dies at the beginning of the last book. Hey, spoilers. Oh no, the book that. Everybody read. Talk about Beckendorf dying. What do you know? Well, in you? ten years, when this kid's like fucking twenty-five, they're gonna get to that. Yeah, maybe. If people are already being like, "What are they gonna do with Heroes of Olympus?" and I'm like, "Let's not. Let's get to see a monster. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's get here. past the movies. Once we get past the movies, we'll start talking. We'll start. We'll get Jason in on this. Leo yeah, and Pepper. If we, get to, if we can get to the introduction of like Talia and Nico and, and stuff and. Uh, What's her name? What's the the new Oracle? Is it Vic Rachel? Rachel. Kind of Vicky. What the hell? Yeah. We get, if we get Rachel, let's get to Atlas. If we yeah, get Art. Yeah. 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 If we can get through Titans Curse. If we though. get Nico and all those fellas. That's what I'm saying. Then I feel like we got some real inertia. But let's not let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's here. not be like, where are we gonna go to Tartarus? Well, if they do it this quickly, if they do each season, and then he could he could be like he'll be like you know, mid to late twenty or early to mid twenties, and that wouldn't be too bad to be portraying a late teenager and they do that what i can't wait till they go to tartarus but well, yeah that's what it was literally a, it was like someone posted the part where like they, they go to hell together and they're like oh my god relationship goals i want to see this on screen 
Yeah, see you in see you in twenty. What if we got that, huh? I mean, what if season four? But um, we get obviously more uh, Annabeth development, although not a ton in this particular episode. But we're, yeah. we're mostly we're really just introduction to her. Um, the whole the whole ploy of it all is that he's just bait. Uh, they knew that Clarice was still pissed at him. You're not pissed, still well because earlier in the episode she he does the the, the bathroom thing, thing in the bathroom, which again. Kind of a clue, bit of a clue, and we think you shouldn't. Everyone have just been like, "Well, this is obvious to all of us." Do we have? Do we have to wait till that God tells us the kid just did water? Surely we can. Uh, but so they do that, and then but they they chase him down, and they're real mean to him, and they're really kind of beating up on him. But he's pretty good at swords, it turns out. He's not so bad. Yeah, he's not so bad. But ultimately, he gets pushed to the the brink, the water, and then he, and the big water thing. It's a water thing, and then he gets reaches this. out and grabs her. Right, the water does. I believe so. Yeah, it's, it stops her. And then he also gets like, or he goes in. He goes in and, like keels. Oh yeah, because he's all like, oh. He breaks her staff that her dad gives her, her airy staff. She's like, what the heck? The spear that my dad gave me. He's like, why is it so shit? Yeah, your dad probably is a prank. It'd be a very interesting dude. Just give his this kids like bad shit. Who else would be like, he's gonna be mad at you, not me? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, the guys are all petty. Right, but it'd be like, well, my daughter, the warrior, yeah. got her spear broken and lost a fight by some. Dubert. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Like <laughs> this kid just joined the just joined camp and he's he already just showed up. Dick. He's better. You suck. Like yeah, that would Aries would not be on on her side about that. And like another spear haired daughter. Not my favorite kid. Uh, I think that was doing. That was doing. I think just throw him in the water. Oh, no, she pushed. Oh, him in the she water. pushed. Oh, probably because she suspects. She she has had enough foresight to put it all together to be like she's a on. smart one. She's a smart one. So she just shoves him in the water at the and then it's like oh look at. And they're all like, oh, shit, you're one of the big ones. We're on a bow or whatever. Do they bow in this? I think they bow in the book. Yeah, really? I don't remember. Huh. Do they bow in the movie? I, I, I realized while I was watching this, I'm like, did this happen? I go, am I mixing what I remember from the book I read 10 years ago and also the film I watched 10 years ago? I, I like to believe that my, my memories of the book are superior. I like all the whale skeletons in his cabin. I don't remember that from the book. <laughs> Is it not something I want to mention? This episode makes the camp look fucking ginormous look i guess is it is it augmented magically look at this dude what the fuck like it expands forever over the horizon like this is long it's supposed to be on long island big island big island quite long quite long but it's not like just i don't think there's massive uncharted forests where like a bunch of demigods could be running around un un you know unseen right yeah it must be like a barrier thing yeah it's probably a barrier thing they probably have, yeah, they probably do have an explanation for that. I don't know. I just was like, this is an interesting choice to make it seem just quite so huge. But um, and they're like, all right, we well, got to do a quest, bro. Go do a quest. Go to the Oracle. You're questing. You're... Turns out we need you because because you're dead. You're dead. They think you stole the Master Bolt. You're dead. All right. So then we visit the Garden Gnome. He's got to visit the Garden Gnome. Yeah, I.e. the Oracle. Oh, that's true. Yeah, this is the is that not, is the Garden not the Oracle in the closet or the the attic? Oh no, that's probably oh. a different chapter. Fuck. Yeah, garden gnome is very clearly Medusa because she makes the garden things like statues. Oh, and now you're gonna get the book. Well, get see a monsters tool. You're up. Well, I was. Well, I it wasn't. I had. I'd have to like, move other books, and I was like, I don't want to do all this. Imagine. Well, well, well no. With my luck, they would have all tumbled over in a great, great like kerfuffle, like a Mister Magoo. We'll double team this. The text is so big. Stormlight could never. I just go. We capture a flag. I am offered a quest. I ruin a perfectly good bus. We visit the Garden Gnome in Yeah, so there's no. You're right. You're right, of course. 
We hitch a ride with dead Confederates. Yeah, they're. <laughs> I'm gonna see if there's Nazis. There's no Nazis. Shut yeah. up! You don't know that. I, dude, I'm I'm so positive that Disney did not publish a fucking a middle grade fantasy children's series including any mention of the <laughs> National Socialist Party. Well, they mentioned World War II. They get pretty close. That's oh, that's true. I meant to bring that up at one point while we were talking about this show. Maybe in this... Uh, when do they get into the explanation of why they can't have kids? I think, Is that in the beginning I of this one? I think it's the beginning of the second one. They, I don't think they bring it up in this one. I think it's the Is second. it when they see... No, because they talk about... When do they teach them about forbidden kids? Is that that's the, the second episode. Okay. Because in this episode, they go right to the quest, and he like, gets, gets the prophecy... But yeah, basically, they kind of do that thing that like certain sci-fi fantasy type properties will do, especially when they're set in the real world, which is like, as a, as a way to kind of easily tie stuff in, um, it'll just be like, hey, lots of these different historical figures are demigods, don't you know? And so in Percy Jackson, off the, like to my memory, it's like, oh, you know, most like a lot of presidents were demigods and yeah. kind of like in Days of Future Past when he's like, hey, you know JFK was a mutant? <laughs> and JFK was a gunslinger and JFK was yeah. the best guy well, ever? They always do it JFK in particular. But in general, yeah. it's like, you know, George Washington was a, was a demigod and so was Thomas Jefferson and so was whatever. And, um, okay, I guess this implies he, there could be Nazis because she says, Clarice says, and I quote, uh, the spirits on the losing side of every war owe a tribute to Ares. That's their curse for being defeated. So technically, it definitely would be Nazis. Definitely, as a gift, Ares could give her, her his favorite daughter Clarice Hitler <laughs> to le- serve her to serve her in any way. Soldier, that's right, well, there you go. That's pretty that's good. good. All right, so it doesn't explicitly, but it implies. But it, I mean, it, it's very possible, I guess, if not probable. Does he get now? Now here's the question: Does she also get American soldiers from the Vietnam War? That's going to be a matter of con- some contention, I think. Yeah, who gets that? I mean, you would is think there, pretty is it, much... Does Ares have nuance like that? I guess if you... So, you, if you die, you're dead anyways. Yeah. The difference, though, is that if you die and lost... Ares gets you. But if you, if you die and won, you get to rest? Yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, if you lose particularly badly... Right. I don't know. I don't think you thought it's, about it's, that It's much. a matter of... You know, it's still a matter of historical contention. Who really won that one? Nice. So, was, is Ares going to have that kind of... and all that. Yeah, does Ares really... Think is Ares, like, crunching numbers? Like, all right, how many ejections did we get? You think he would, he's going to take a winner regardless, right? Surely yeah. he doesn't settle for like, well, it's a, it was a draw, I guess. No, he'd hate draws. He wouldn't be on board. So yeah, he's going to pick one of them. He would probably pick the uh, the U.S., I guess. Although, I don't know. He's not like, a mor- he's not like ah, I wish it was the moral side. He'd be <laughs> like, you could argue, I think, that Ares would be like, well, you guys killed a lot more people. Because that is, I mean, that's it's true. Whatever else happened in the Vietnam War, the, 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 the U.S. forces straight up uh, KD ratio would have all... <laughs> Those thatched roofs don't do well against flamethrowers. I mean, spoiler alert, that's the whole premise of this book. Is that Ares wants more war and more dead people. <laughs> so he can get them. Uh, but anyway, what are you saying about the World War II? We're on uh, that so it's in, you know, so yeah, the, the lore of, uh, the background lore of it all in, in the Percy Jackson universe is that I think all three, is how it's usually said, of the leader. well, because there's three main guys, I don't know which three it would be, but three of the leaders in World War II were... Let me guess. And the implication, which... It's wild to think of as, as an adult with more context, but the implication was like, oh, yeah, the three of them, oh, I don't know. Was it like, oh, they were feuding because of being the children of the big three? I, I, I can't yeah, remember. Because I've, I've Or is seen... it more so just like, oh, well, they were getting, they got into a conflict anyways, but because. They, they commanded great power because of their Yeah, parentage. that made it all worse. Because I remember, I saw some like. Which three would it be? 
guess well, I I think it's probably the FDR, FDR Stalin, Stalin, and Hitler. Hitler. And here's the thing: Hitler's probably Hades. Hitler's Hades. Is Stalin Poseidon? Jesus, I guess he's Zeus. No, that's not no, a good one either F- way, though. Well, would now none of them are good. Is Zeus's son going to be a cripple? Ask Look yourself that. Look inside your heart. Ask yourself that. Oh, I guess not. But it was FDR. He was. He was one a, of them. Churchill, maybe instead. Churchill instead of Stalin. What? What's Churchill? Which one could he be? Yeah. I Again, know. it's one of the things where like Rick Warren's like my the fifth the thirteen year olds who read this book are not going to think about They're it too think much. It sounds pretty cool, and it did. Hey, it does. It's like that's sick. And then you then you read any history book, you go, wait a minute, is Hitler a demigod? Did Hitler go to Camp Half Blood? Well, yeah, it's true. That that ultimately <laughs> does imply that Hitler was a demigod, and with all the good and ill that that implies. So him and Nico could do the same thing theoretically, weird, or like. Yeah. Well, who's the daughter of Pluto? It's from? just weird to be like Hitler was an Ubermensch, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? I mean, his dad was a literal god. It's a strange implication. He had, pa- had passage through the underworld at any time. That's a strange implication. So I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say it was Hitler, Stalin, and FDR. Maybe. I hope. Thank God. Or maybe just it was maybe, just real he, safe with it. Mussolini is one of <laughs> like like FDR, Churchill, and uh, just another ally. Who's an al- who's, the, who's the head of Australia at this time? <laughs> who's the prime minister of Australia? The uh, De Gaulle was the French guy. Pick him. Uh, yeah, pick him. Or we or we do it the opposite. We make it even worse. We give we give one of them. We give Poseidon the Japan leader of Japan at the time. Well, I guess technically Stalin was an ally during World War Two. Of yeah. course. He just he just fucked during the Cold War. He got a little too right. antsy. Well, before well, and before the Civil War or before the World War Two and and after World War Two and yeah. You know the revolution. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit during World War Two. During all oh, lots during oh lots during World War Two. He didn't stop, so he was. Doing he really it. wanted Berlin. The purges were after the war, though, for what it's worth. Is it worth much? No, that people still that. got purged. Anyways, uh, I don't know. I just think it's. I think so, I just wanted to have that whole. No, that's fun. It's, <laughs> it's fun to have that because I mean we're we're the kind of should have that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they so they go on the quest, and of course, I mean, it's, let's not dance around. He inevitably picks. Grover and Annabeth, Annabeth, even though they might not necessarily be the most qualified. Yeah, the, the most. He's trying know. to gain the prophecy, pretty much. He's he's moneyballing it, really. Yeah. He's doing. <laughs> yeah. He goes, Grover, they wouldn't expect me to pick Grover. Is Grover, what's his on-base percentage? <laughs> he gets on base. They're like, we can get it, we can we can make up for Luke in the aggregate. <laughs> <laughs> he gave us magic shoes. That'll get us on base a lot quicker. Um. So yeah, they set off. They, uh, they go on a bus. They do the whole like, "Why can we fly in planes?" We get the whole Talia speech. What uh, they say her name like Thalia though? That seems stupid. I always thought it was just Talia. No, is that just me? I think it's just. Are you those real names though? I guess that's the question. Well, I guess it doesn't matter then. <laughs> Perfect. We did the whole we did the whole Akatek arc. There, the um, taxi ride here isn't with isn't with magic people in the book. The of fates, yeah, yeah and fates. they're going. They're not like just going through like the woods trying to get their eye, which I thought was. I feel like it's kind of. Fun. Disappointing. Yeah, that's the fun part because they also yeah. get like prophecy from them. As much as like we have, you know, they they seem to have time to to really flesh it out in the show. Here. I don't know why they wouldn't be able to work that in. But what is it? It's like two big action things at once. They didn't want yeah, to do that. The big center point is this is the Garden Gnome. Uh, so they the Furies are following them on their bus, and there's two of them following. Yeah, at least two. There's at least two, and then and I bet talks to the head one. I think it was the algebra teacher. Yeah, yeah. Miss Dodds. And she's like, you got to get out of here. And he's like, 
nah, Hades told us to go get them, so we're going to do that. But if you give us our friends, we'll let you go. You can go finish your quest, and it'll be fine. Um, and then, obviously, Annabeth doesn't do that. She doesn't betray them. And then she just kills one of the Furies, and they run off into the forest of New Jersey. Uh, I thought Annabeth's actor... I thought this episode, she felt a little, like, wooden. I don't know, I felt she... I don't, know, she, I don't like her line delivery in this episode. I don't know what yeah. it was. I, I mean, it could, be, it could be tough. Yeah. I mean, she's just like... She's not... A, I mean, she's like a teenager. She's like an actual, like, teenager, so... Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's not too much things you can do. It's not a lot of experience. Um, and then they... I think they come upon the... Obviously, the... Garden. Anti-M's. Yeah. Important or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. And it's like, oh, no, it's... It's Medusa. What's the M stand for? Whoa. Whoa. Oh, and then it, this this interaction, I think, is very different. I would say so. Book. Yeah. Because well, so okay. So here's what it is. Are you aware of all the context behind this exactly? The context of why it's different, Medusa. Yeah. Uh, not entirely. No. I think, it, as far as I understand it, and I'm I'm am far from an expert on this, but and it's it's weird because it's not strictly a a sort of idea or or phenomenon that's that strictly happened since then, but I think it's become more mainstream. Um since basically he wrote these books is the uh idea of medusa as like a feminist icon so i don't even i, I guess oh, I, I didn't know about this I okay you wear this so yeah i think i think that's what informed this choice Chain. here was to make her a little bit more um sympathetic and tragic complex and tragic uh because what it is and, and they, they say it in in sort of kid innuendo in this but the actual myth of um medusa is that Poseidon rapes her in a temple, in a, in a temple for Athena, and then Athena gets mad at her for that, for the desecration of it, which, she, like she says, and turns her into a horrible monster. Medusa, and, and her and her sisters into Gorgons, and it's like, that's what you get punishment for being, I don't know, for being raped, basically, which yeah. is pretty fucked up, you know, especially in our uh, modern uh, views of sensibilities, yeah. yeah. So, it's become a thing, I know it's like a, it's like a tattoo that, um, sort of like essay survivors will get and stuff. So it's it's got a lot more meaning and stuff nowadays. And again, she's she's been kind of appropriated as like a feminist icon. So it would be weird to just have her straight up as like an out and out like, oh, I'm just a villain and I'm going to get you and they cut her head off. So I think that's why there's a little bit more complexity and nuance to all these interactions. And, and she does have a chance to explain all that. Again, in kind of like more Kid family turn. friendly innuendo, but... Gets a point across. It's a point across. Um, ultimately, like... <laughs> They do still cut her head off. <laughs> they do still kill her. It's not like it goes like super far with it or super big change. So I don't know. I, I think it's kind of interesting. It's a little weird. I, I guess I was surprised by how it did end up that they they feel like they set it all up and then it didn't really. You know, I I guess the thing is is that while everything she says, of course, is true and it's an unfair thing that's happened to her, right? It's also not these kids' fault. She's still where killing she all these people. Yeah, and killing all these people, and that's where she's going wrong, right? You can understand her being mad at the gods, um, Poseidon and or Athena, um, but to to be like, well, I have to kill her their kids because of it. That's obviously not cool. Yeah. So I guess that's why they could they cut her head off, and it's not really a big deal. Yeah, especially because Percy's pretty chill about it. He's pretty nice to her. Yeah, he's pretty understanding, and she's like, but also let me kill your friends first. And he's like, well, I don't want you to. What if we didn't do either? What if we just I we just kind of ate lunch and had a good time? And we all left and. Mm-hmm. So, well, no, we can't do that. Yeah, so, let's see. Well, you know, things are going to happen, I guess. I mean, they got to kill her. That's what how the book goes. They got to kill her. That's, that's what happened in the book, okay? So, uh, but yeah, I thought that, I did think that was interesting, at least, to, to, to add that nuance to it all, right? Absolutely. 
that sort of complexity. Um, but then they get the head, they use it to kill Dodds as well, um, and then they put it in a box and send it to Olympus. Yeah, and then we get our, our, our end credits sting of Lin-Manuel Miranda being Hermes and saying to no one, guys, you're not going to believe this. Or well, he's saying to the gods. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying he just walks out of an yeah, elevator yeah, yeah. and we don't see anybody else. What a guy, huh? What really guy. makes, it really, I think, spoilers, but it, I think it uh, explains Luke's character and certain choices he makes a bit better. Because if your dad was Lin-Manuel Miranda and he was absentee on top of that, you'd be a wouldn't mur- we all? Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all do whatever we're doing in the books? Wouldn't we try to bring back Kronos? I like Lin-Manuel Lin- Miranda, though. Yeah. I ain't a hater like everyone else. I'm, I, ain't, I ain't false like all the rest of you. Switching up on Lin-Manuel Miranda like y'all didn't love Hamilton. He's doing a bad thing. He's just saying one, once, badly once. Come on. Pulling him so bad he left Twitter. He's like, oh, sorry, guys. I guess I'll start using Twitter. It's like, he, wrote, he was a like thing that Tony you love. Music, you know, musician, and you guys are hating on him. And you all got hate in your hearts, Jack. They, they just be hating. They just wake up to hate. I mean, what do you think? I wake up really to hate more. I know. I mean, that's, that's, that's the problem, isn't it? There's, There's too many like you out there in the world. This should be. Well, it should only be me. I hate those people. <laughs> but no, that's fun. Good for them. All right, then we're. Uh, next one. Episode four. So it starts off with a little bit flashback to when uh, Percy's mom is trying to teach him. He swims as a young boy. He doesn't want to because he's being a stubborn little brat. She's like, Percy, you have to swim. You're gonna need to. You might need to use this one day, and I have to be sure you can do this. Maybe you're the son of Poseidon. Maybe. Uh, and he's trying to tell his mom to breathe, and you know, there's a moment where they're like, "You just gotta calm down. It'll be all right. We'll be together forever. We'll never leave each other." And then they're on the train, uh, and they're talking about Thalia's more. Uh, last episode, we learned that Grover's was Annabeth's last. Was also a pr- Annabeth's protector because he's 200 years old, super old. He's not that old. I thought he was. I thought he was that old. Did they say he's that old? When first episode? I thought he was like older than them, but I didn't think he was that much older than them. Maybe I misheard his number. I thought he's like twenty years old, and it's like, oh wow, he's so much older than us. Perhaps. I gotta look it up. Because it would be weird if he was legitimately like de- decades old, right? That much older than us. That's true. It would be because he's at like school with them. His suspect wiki page is not gonna help. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, this is 24. Oh, he's 24. Compared to 28 in the books. So, yeah. He's oh, so older, but it's not, like, comical. Well, it's comical, because, again, for the for the context of the book, to be like, Whoa! You're 28? You're practically dead! <laughs> you're gonna die soon! You're an ancient! I'm 11, and you're 28, so that's infinity! <laughs> that's, almost, that's double my age! But, yes, practically speaking, he's not really that old. Uh, but, yeah, they explain it. Just talk, talk about a lot of... Uh, a lot of the Talia, right? Yeah. A lot of Talia. She presumably won't get much play for another, a bit in the show. Then, uh, yeah. Expectations would be. Another two seasons, perhaps. Right. But hey, what are you going to do? Uh, Annabeth gives her whole backstory in this one. This very, very Annabeth heavy episode. Um, well, the last one was a bit too, but this one is in particular. Um, she this is the whole thing with her dad and her stepmom and how they kind of like leave her at camp and don't really like her very much. It's yeah. tough. Or maybe, well, I mean, it's a little more complicated than that, I think, as the books eventually kind of show. But um, that's this is how she sees it, at least. And that's why she she has chosen to not leave camp for the past, like, whatever. A couple of years. Five or six years, or whatever it is. Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't understand that they, like, marry be- the worst people kind of on purpose. It's like Percy's, de- Percy's mom did, and they all kind of have to do that to protect them. Is it even that, though? Is Annabeth's mom, or stepmom, actually that bad? I think it's one of those things where she's 
She's overblowing it. Yeah, I can't. I, I again. I, this is one of the things where I can't remember how how true. How it is. I mean, she definitely reconciles with her dad. So like, I yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't remember any of this. Is oh it, yeah, it happens in the fourth one. I think maybe it is in the third one. She, I don't know. No, the third one. She's holding the world. She wouldn't see her dad then. Yeah, but don't think doesn't he get her dad and then it's like they save her. Could be the fourth one. I, I couldn't that. remember. Can't remember why I even go to the library. I can't remember that. Why? Yeah, I can't. I don't remember that book very well. It's the one I remember the least. Why do they go to the labyrinth? Yeah, right? I remember what happens when they get to the labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. All the... the, the looking for something. Something or other. Passageway. I don't know. Some, I, think it's something, I think they're pretty deep in the Kronos plot by this point. Right, right, right. So probably someone with Kronos. Uh, whatever. But yeah. It, I think it's... Maybe it is four. Maybe it is three. Who knows? Well, we'll maybe look it up and maybe we'll have the same questions next week. But regardless, I'm pretty sure she makes up with her dad, and it's it's one of those overblown. Because there's definitely one of them between books where it's like she spends the summer, or maybe she spends the school year actually in school, like with her family for the first time in like a couple years ever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this is this is a lot about her. So they're on the uh, they've they've stowed away on the bus basically. Oh, no, they're not stowed away. No, they're on a train. Tickets. They're on a train. I meant. Sorry, that's what I meant. Um, they're on a train. And their and train car gets, gets attacked. Smashes it in their room, and they're like, "What's this?" And the cops are like, "What's going on?" And there's like a, a creepy, untrustworthy type woman, and they pretty quickly discern that she's Echidna, uh, Echidna, mother of all monsters. Um, and she's got a little monster with her, and they're like, oh, "We gotta run." Then, so they're in St. Louis, and they're like, "Where do we go?" Well, place we could go the arch, because the arch is a, is basically a temple to Athena, because all like great marvels of I guess engineering and technology are. For Athena, I guess. Not Hephaestus? I guess. Yeah, I don't know what. It's a good point, Jack. They split it 50-50. Maybe. But she says it was... It was Built by... It was created it. by a child of Athena as a gift. Yeah, because it's, it's perfectly symmetrical and it holds itself up because of its balance and mm-hmm. all that. And then there's a bunch of, bunch of stuff about how the, how the, like, the buffalo hunting and how the buffaloes are extinct. The girl doesn't like that very much. Well, yeah, because they see a flock of centaurs. Yeah, it's like they're all gone. We get introduced to the the Pan stuff, the concept of Pan, the god of the wild, and how he's vanished, and for, I guess, millennia now, satyrs have searched for him. Yeah, Grover's uncle went out, and now he, he they found him in Medusa's grove, so he got, got never came back. Big rip. Yeah. Basically, none of them come back, because they all die, because it's almost impossible. Well, it's almost impossible to find Pan for a very specific reason, mm-hmm. of where he's actually... Find, where if you find out where he is, um, what happens to him? Uh, so yeah, then they they run up. Uh, they're fighting the chimera, and Percy's got poison. Percy's got poison in him. They're like, well, we got to heal him with the water. I thought that was a fun scene where just smash cuts to them. Either in the fountain, splashing him with water. Uh, he's like, I don't think this is working, guys. I I think I say I feel better. We should stop doing this in public. Uh, so that's good. Uh, and then Percy does the hero's play, and uh, they they fights the chimera all by himself after he's been poisoned. Because uh, the temple actually can't help them, because they're like, we can hide from the monster here. But because they sent the head, Athena gets all pissed. It's like, well, you sent me this head to... Yeah, see, Athena's forsaken them, basically. Because the gods are all petty. Oh, they're all petty assholes. They and and Percy brings up some very good points, which obviously are the like things that change throughout this series, where he's like, why Why do we have to follow what the gods say? I feel like we're all acting kind of like dickheads to each other all the time, because the gods are all mean, and Athena's and, and like, you idiot, that's just how things are. Don't change the status quo, protagonist. He's like, alright, man, whatever you say. I don't care. Um, But so, he gets knocked, basically knocked out of the arch, falls all the way into the water, but he's alright, because Poseidon. And then there's like a, a little 
Water div for whatever. Water div, whatever it's called. And they're like, I got a, we got a message for you, Percy, from your dad. Oh, I wanted to help you the whole time, but I'm very proud of you, son. So just, oh, great. Poseidon, you son of a bitch. You bastard. This episode was much shorter than any yeah, other one so far. A bit shorter. That's all right. The one good thing streaming does is you don't got to make every episode the same length. Say, you get to choose. That's fine. Drag it out. The one good thing it's done, I think, ever. Yeah, the one good thing. So this is all a, a tad bit of a departure, I guess. I guess it's just the mechanism. I don't know. In the book, they just find themselves in St. Louis, and they're just like, I guess we'll go up to the arch because it's because Annabeth wants to see it because it's cool. Yeah. Um, and then when they're like up there, they realize like, oh shit, this is this is a monster lady. Oh, so it's the same kind of thing. But I think this actually works better as like a motivation for that choice, right? Because otherwise, it's like, would they really take the time to stop and go into the arch? So I think that you know, making it more urgent, making it have a purpose, I think yeah. it's all kind of interesting actually. Can help have con- like direct consequences in the last episode, like week to week consequences to build into the plot. Uh, really build up that like, hey, the gods kind of suck actually, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good time we got. We're halfway through. Four more left in the season. Right? It's only eight. Yeah, I think it's only eight. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, eight. Excellent. Again, I don't. I don't know if they do they actually say it or not. Because this says it's it's in the four in the nineteen forties. The Oracle of Delphi promised that the next child of the big three would either save or destroy Olympus when they turned eighteen. In order to prevent this, they made their infamous pact that they wouldn't have any more children with mortals. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that really happened, though. Yeah. It is occasionally sta- explained that certain historical figures were actually demigods and that major world events were influenced by the gods. The series states that the World War II is actually a conflict between the children of the Big Three, with the children of Zeus and Poseidon being the allied powers and the children of Hades being the Axis powers. That means Mussolini and Hitler were, Hades, were, were both? Yeah, maybe. And, I don't know. Whoever, whoever, who was the Emperor of Japan, then? Uh, I feel like the emperor wouldn't get. Well, whoever's the military leader of Japan. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Admiral. Uh, to- Tojo. I would not know that much about specifically Japanese military history. I think, it, I think that, that was the guy. Yeah, Shiki Tojo. He was, he was a big one. He was a Japanese politician, military leader, and convicted war criminal who served as prime minister of Japan and president of the Imperial Rule Association from forty-one to forty-four during World War II. He was the guy. So it was a kid of Hades. He's. His leadership was marked by extreme state perpetuated violence in the name of Japanese ultranationalism, much of which he was personally involved in. Yeah, that's yeah, how you get him. So I'd throw him under the bus. That's how she goes. Yeah. yeah. Mussolini, Hitler, and that guy get to all be. And then, uh, yeah, I guess, St- I guess Stalin gets to be a child of Poseidon or some shit. <laughs> and then he, and then just the Cold War or whatever. Boy. Oh, boy. A great purges. I mean, listen. We, we just established Poseidon's not the best guy himself, you know? Yeah, they're all kind of dickheads. They're all... Th- I'm pretty sure that there's one thing in common about among all the Greek gods. They're, they're all, all prolific rapists. It's oh, yeah. It's just a thing they do a lot. Steph- I mean, there's not enough myths about Hermes for me to know if he does any raping, but wouldn't be surprised. At least a big Poseidon one. and Zeus? Absolutely. The fuck animals? They often are animals. I mean, they, often, they often are animals. Fucking humans. Yeah. They'll, they'll fuck a horse? He's fuck a, uh, a swan? No, he's the swan. He's the swan and he fucks a swan. And then they, I think woman someone lays swan. eggs. Yeah, someone lays eggs. <laughs> what? That's that's where Helen of Troy, she, Helen of Troy hatches from an egg in Greek myth. Did you know? You ever know this? No. Hatches from an egg. Huh. Odd. And then her whoever her brothers are, who are also like mythical, whatever the fuck. Some jackass. Not from Tro- she's not from Troy. She's well, she's Helen of Troy. No, she's not from Troy. She's from Greece, but she's of Troy. They take her to Troy. And that's why the egg, they no, go to no. Troy to get her back. Yeah, I know. I know. 
then that's the war. Yes, they go and they go to they go to modern day Turkey and and then Brad Pitt's there and he's a like, Achilles. He's Achilles. He's Achilles. Yeah. Achilles. And then the yeah. dumb. You know, like the was it Troy? Is that the movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. Um, but for some reason they decided to make it like realistic. Like they really toned down the mythical elements elements of it of a fake of fake war. Right. Well, that's exactly it. It's a fake war. Um, and Achilles still there and like. Boagrius and Hector and all the guys, Paris, Hector, they're all there. Odysseus. Um, Odysseus is yeah, Sean Bean Odysseus is there. But it's like, oh, they're not really mythical though. What if they're just guys? Like at the end he gets shot and he dies, right? Yeah. But he doesn't get shot in the ankle. Well he does, but he gets shot several other times in like the torso as well. So it's just like a cheeky bit of like, oh look at one guy's ankle though. Like I think he gets shot in the ankle and then he like stumbles. And then they light him, him up. To, to light him up, yeah. To Paris to just light him up. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess. Doing... But then you know what the weird one, the one weird element is? What? Is that there is a weird mythical element that they slide in, which is so funny because it's like, it feels like they're setting up like a post, it's like a post credit scene for a for the sequel, for the, I don't even, because what it is, is that at the end, as they're like fleeing a, a burning Troy, the one guy is like the prince or whatever, they're like, here, take this sword and we're leave with it, right? Mm-hmm. Which one of the creation myths for Rome is this sword? Is this is this sword of Troy that like they left with, and it, that's and they and these people form Rome. That's like a creation myth for Rome. That and like the the wolves and the boys. the wolves, the wolves in the hills and the boys. And so it's like, why did they feel the need to squeeze that silly thing in there? Is that sword also meant to be Excalibur? No, it's the sword of Troy. Just sword of Troy. I think it's what it's called. So I guess I guess I don't. I actually know how those things like carry through myth. If that's like Greco-Roman mythology, Aeneas from ancient Greek. Was a Trojan hero of the son of the Trojan prince Anchises and the Greek goddess Aphrodite. His father was a first cousin of King Priam of Troy, making blah blah blah. blah you get it. Um, he's mentioned the Iliad. He receives full treatment in Roman mythology, where he is cast as an ancestor of Romulus and Remus. Oh. So it's like these are the basically the founders of Rome, basically the ancestors thereof. It's like why would we squeeze that in? Because again, you know what? The, it just feels like a weird thing to put in your. Mind. It feels like a, like a post like we're teasing Rome. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, isn't that just kind of a funny thing to put in there? Like, oh. It was like the end of the Kingsman when they're like, <laughs> Hitler. What about Hitler? <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. And Baron Zim was like, I like you to meet my good associate, Lenin. Come meet this guy I know, Adolf. Adolf Hitler. Right? Great. It's the same kind of thing where it's like, yeah, that did happen eventually. What does that have to re- Does that really have anything to do with this movie, though? And again, we can't make, like, can't do cool Greek hero stuff because it's got to be grounded. But then we also do, whoa, what if we want to do Rome? What if we want to set up Gladiator? Yeah, like, again, we're going to do, like, a Rome sequel to this movie? Like, what are you talking about? Is it just going to be called Rome? Get out of here. Kill Shut yourself. Up. Good movie. Good, good. It's got some good elements, though. Eric Bann is good in it. Brad Pitt's in it. Well, Brad I Pitt's... like Sean Bean Odysseus. They, I feel like they make Achilles almost too tragic of a character, where he's kind of an asshole in the myth. Yeah. Okay. And he's kind of an asshole in the movie, but when he dies, everyone's real sad about it. Oh, because they don't even do the horse. Not do the horse? Like, if you're not going to do the horse, what are we even here for, right? What are we doing Troy for? You see what I mean? Yeah. It's the battle of, like, in Crete or something. Who cares? Not do the, the horse. The horse is too silly or something. That's the whole know. point. That's why we're here. The horse is the whole point of the war. That's the whole reason they wrote the fun... That's the whole reason Homer wrote the funny story, because the horse. Right. Because well, it's like... Because it, it's also supposed to be based on the Iliad, but... That doesn't happen in the Iliad. The Iliad ends before you die. They also do this weird thing where they compress the whole war, which is supposed to be ten years long, into like a couple of weeks, like all within the events of the movie, which again is like, what are we... So is it like... I don't know. It's just silly. It's not a great movie. It's well, good thing I never watched it. 
We had another thing about Percy Jackson in particular. All right. Well, then we could probably wrap it up right about here for the week. Oh wait, maybe it wasn't. Hmm? Was there a horse in the movie? Have I been wrong this whole time? Oh no. Did I just do a? Did I just do a lies? Not a lies. You know, kind of cryptid sprint. Oh, it's at the end. At the end, they do a horse. They like build a fun horse. Or maybe I'm just maybe I was just wrong. Maybe they just do the whole horse thing. I was just full of shit. <laughs> Why did I think they didn't? Oh, you know, okay. They do the horse, and they all come out of the horse. Never mind. That's oh. on me. That's on me. <laughs> so they do come out of the horse. They do just come out. No, they do just burn the horse in the walls, and they come out of the horse and burn the city down. So that was on me. You know, it's on me. Sorry, sorry, Odysseus. But again, that's in the Odyssey. The Trojan horse is actually in the Odyssey. Right? Oh, is it? Oh. Well, yeah, because it's like, that's how it starts, is Odysseus is the one who comes up with that. Oh, right, yeah. The Iliad ends with Achilles dragging Hector's body around the city. It's like cir- in like three circles or whatever. Yeah. And that's how it ends. He doesn't die at the end of the Iliad either. It's a, it's a, the Iliad is, a, is relatively limited in its scope, actually. Mm-hmm. It's not about the whole Trojan War. They do a, He does a big summary of the Trojan War in the beginning, but that's not what it's about. It's about Achilles and Hector and their whole, whole shenaniganry. But yeah, so there you go. Helen of Troy and whatnot. Whatever we were talking about. No, I think we're talking about because the Greek, the gods suck and the gods are like rapists, and all that yeah. terrible things. But we'll actually wrap it up right about here this week. Uh, as always, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can find social media on Twitter at Akatech Jazz, Akatech J A Z, on Gmail at Akatech Jazz at Gmail dot com, or Instagram at the Akatech Podcast. Our intro is to my friend of the show Joey B. Find him at Joey B Music on Instagram with links to all his music um, projects on Spotify and SoundCloud. Our logo is on my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at Ocean at JPJ on Instagram or on Redbubble. And as always, we wrote it, we produced it, built all the sets. Ignite the people's egg. Good night. Good night. And Godspeed. <laughs>